0: i'm calling to order the uh peace river town council regular meeting for monday june the 12th 2017. Like the record show that the meeting
1: started one
0: minute after five mr Mayor, your microphone okay. um everyone should have a copy of uh, all the counselors and mean should have a copy of the agenda in front of them are there any Additions, I believe, administration has one addition they'd like to make, isn't that right? DRS, to Good Shepherd School.
2: Yes, Your, <coughs> <coughs> Your Worship, it was published earlier today, so it's um,
3: Council's decision whether it goes as an addenda or whether it simply forms part of the minutes, or correction, part of the agenda as published. Oh, will we'll make it part of
0: the agenda. So, added for under new business, uh, what was it a request for a decision regarding uh it's not good shepherd school
3: it's holy family school division um partnership announcement so it would be item 810.
0: Okay. 810 Eight, okay so a request for des- decision hfrcd uh Number thirty-seven partnership announcement. Okay. Are there any other additions required? There are none, Your Worship. And uh, any deletions? There are none, Your Worship. Okay. So we have two sets of minutes. Minutes of for the May twenty-third, twenty-seventeen regular council meeting. Are there any corrections required there?
4: I was going to suggest, Your Worship, I'll you move the agenda as amended before we move on. Okay, all in favor.
0: Thank you, Councilor Needham. So, and on the May 23rd, 2017, minutes, do you have any comments on those?
5: I have a comment, Your Worship. On right before Motion seventeen five forty-eight. there's a motion carried, which I think is just... Uh, to slip or something in there so why wasn't it carried well it's right before motion 1705 like we came out of out of recess and then there's a motion carried like I don't see that there was a motion made
1: just an extra phrase
5: so page eight eight of nine
0: Mm-hmm. This, this strike motion carried. Yes. Just before <coughs> section Okay. Um, we have now minutes. <laughs> of uh, May 29, 2017 to review, special council meeting. This was the one for the uh, the pikes.
5: This should be pretty straightforward. I think those are good. Okay. So I'll make a motion worship to accept the uh, three two sets of minutes as uh, amended, or the one as amended and the other one as amended.
0: So the May 23rd as amended and the May 29th as Passed. I understand we have a public hearing. That is correct, Your Worship. <coughs> okay, very good. Okay, I hereby declare uh, this statutory hearing open at five minutes after five on June the 12, 2017 and note this hearing is held pursuant to section 7, 8, 230, 606, and 692 of the Municipal Government Act and if I could have Ms. McLeague confirm uh, what the purpose of this public hearing is. Uh, So it will be uh, perhaps do the honors, Mr. Parker.
6: It is bylaw 1999 to amend bylaw 1891, the land use bylaw to enable women's shelter and or emergency shelter as discretionary use in the community development district. And
0: uh, when the, when was the public uh, hearing noticed, uh, no, public hearing notice advertised in local, in the record, in
2: the uh, newspaper of record? The Record
3: is The public hearing was advertised in the Peace River Record Gazette on May 31st and June 7th, year
0: 2017. Okay. Um, were there any written submissions received and not included in the public hearing agenda package?
1: There were none, Your Worship.
0: Okay. So we can dispense with reading them into the record. So all persons giving oral presentations are to clearly state their name and try to keep their presentations succinct. Uh, I will call on the development officer, uh, Ms. Alicia Money.
7: And she can make your presentation, opening presentation, Ms. Money. Thank you. Uh, so I'm here to present fila 1999. This fila has received first reading and um, it intends to enable the women's shelter within the land use bylaw so we received an application from our local women's shelter to add this use to the land use bylaw because currently they are non-conforming legally existing but non-conforming use uh, they were initially approved in 1990 <coughs> under the public use definition within that land use bylaw however that Use definition has changed and is no longer applicable to a women's shelter or similar development. Uh, they have hopes of expanding their, the women's shelter at their current site and to uh, allow administration to say yes to that application or to contemplate the application we need the language to be amended. Uh, The bylaw received first reading on May 8th, where the proposed definition under that bylaw was titled um, a community outreach facility. At that time, council provided direction to administration to update the bylaw to enable a women's shelter specifically um, in the community development district, which is the district that our current women's shelter is located in. Uh, Administration has done so and advertised the bylaw with the following definition. Women's shelter means a development operated by a government or or registered not-for-profit organization for the primary purpose of providing temporary emergency accommodation for women and their dependents requiring immediate shelter and assistance. This use may may include but is not limited to accessory office functions and the provision of related programs and services. Uh, So that is what was advertised. However, um, as administration was working on this bylaw, we realized that uh, specifically enabling women's shelter is too specific a uh, definition uh, under the land use bylaw. The intent of our land use bylaw is to regulate use and the development of land, it's not to regulate the user of the land. So we have proposed an alternate definition titled emergency shelter. Uh, means a development operated by a government or not-for-profit organization for the primary purpose of providing temporary emergency accommodation for persons requiring immediate shelter and assistance this use may include but is not limited to accessory office functions and the provision of related programs and services typical uses include a women's shelter and an emergency shelter this use is proposed to be enabled as a discretionary use under the land use bylaw, which means that it would go to the Municipal Planning Commission. And as a discretionary use, the town is able to make site specific uh, decisions whether or not to approve the proposal. Um, this is consistent with uh, the current practice within the province of Alberta. We weren't able to find any land use bylaw that specifically enabled a women's shelter or something similarly narrow in terms of its definition. Uh, And this bylaw is supported by our Municipal Development Plan, which includes uh, a policy number 5.4.1 that states the town shall partner with other orders of government and private, public, and not-profit organizations in the creation of low-income and special-needs housing. For the purposes of the policy, community housing shall be defined as dwelling units that are designed to be both adequate in in meeting the size and safety needs of individuals and families and affordable to households with incomes as defined by provincial standards. So, this, I think this uh, type of development meets the spirit of that policy statement. Uh, as was stated before, this bylaw has been advertised in the for two weeks, and we have not received any written submissions uh, with regards to it. So it is administration's recommendation that the uh, council motion to update the bylaw uh, to adopt the alternate bylaw. So I provided both the draft that was advertised as well as an alternate version that includes emergency emergency shelter um and to receive the second and third reading this evening um are
0: there any questions of ms modi Uh, um so when it was advertised um so we've had first reading on this
7: panel correct that happened in may
0: and uh, when it was advertised and available to the public, what was the, uh,
7: did you use the definition of women's shelter or did you use definition of emergency shelter? We used the definition of women's shelter because that was what council motion was. I have spoken to our solicitor to confirm whether or not we would need to re-advertise on if we made that change. And she indicated that the definitions were close enough in their intent that we didn't need to re-advertise and we could adopt the bylaw this thing. Okay.
0: Um are there is there uh, anyone in favor of the bylaw that wishes to speak?
3: Um, I'm just here on behalf of the shelter. We'd like to put in for an expansion. My name is Kathy Lambert, um, I'm the executive director for the women's shelter. Um, <coughs> sorry. We are in need of an expansion. So I was looking, uh, all our programs are on waiting lists. Currently right now in our outreach program, we have 50-some Individuals in the program. We serve women, uh, men, and children, and we have no room. So I was wanting to expand so we could hold. (coughs) We're having to partner a lot with like the library for space. Um, It'd be much easier if we could have it right at the shelter. And I'd like to put in for two second stage units, so they'd be two temporary. They could live up there six months to a year.
1: Any questions of Ms. Lambert? So, this bylaw just really says it's okay, and then that would be the development permit, that part of things?
8: Yeah. The bylaw
7: would allow us to consider the application. Yeah.
8: And that would have to go to MPC, right? That's
7: right. That's okay. discretionary use. Right, okay. <laughs> and
5: find- findings down the road, like the funding for this, or do you have funds built up already?
3: Yeah. Um, our funder has. Uh,
0: Quite a bit of money right now that they're giving okay. um, to shelters, so most likely it would be fully funded. Okay. Seeing no other questions, I will uh, call <coughs> for anyone that's opposed to the bylaw that wishes to speak. Second call third call Um, and i will close that i will will close close that call Uh, i will now call on any person deemed to be affected who wishes to be heard second call third call i will close the call for any persons deemed to be affected who wish to be heard (coughs) Um, seeing that all presentations have been made, I will now declare the public hearing closed at uh, 15 minutes after five. Thank you. So uh, just for the gallery, uh, this will' deal with uh, the actual passing of the bylaw after the presentation section. so. Okay, uh, so that takes us to presentations, and we have the uh, the DMI 2017 General Development Plan. Uh, um, Michael Jackman and Blair Campbell to present. And I I always I don't see Blair Campbell. This
9: no, year. no, no Blair Campbell this year. Just just be Michael Jackman. <laughs> um, do you guys already have it on your? mm <laughs> Is everybody able to see that? yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you very much for for letting me come speak to you. Um, Michael Jackman, planning supervisor with DMI. Um, so each year we come and make a presentation to council about our 2017 plans. Um, oh, sorry. M- much of the much of the presentation will look the same, but we do have some significant uh, additions and, and changes to help uh, council understand what we're going to be doing this year. Just, just a quick a quick overview. Uh, DMI constructed in 1989. We produce craft, pulp, hardwood, and softwood. Uh, 1,200 to 1,500 air dry metric tons per day. Uh, we have about 300 permanent full time staff members in the contract workforce between 150 and 180. fluctuates a little bit. Um, most of our deliveries come in the form of chips, and we chip everything in the bush, and we get chips from Sawmills, so our softwood component comes from the, the sawmills, and our hardwood component is chipped in the bush and harvested by us. We do bring a few tree-length logs into the mill each year. It, it's been going up the last last couple of years, uh, so I think last year we almost brought in 300,000 cubic meters of uh, of hardwood logs into the into the mill. Most of that comes from salvage and incidental harvesting from other conifer operators on the land base. And then we also bring in biomass, and that biomass now comes uh, strictly from sawmills in in the region. We used to bring it in from the bush, but we stopped doing that a couple of years ago. It was just too costly for us. (coughs) Uh, Oh, here we so. All millennial requirements we require about 1.3 million cubic meters a, a year of deciduous and about 1.2 million cubic meters of coniferous chips, uh, and then we utilize about 275,000 tons of biomass in our uh, co plant. Uh, percent, um, so, so we have a uh, several levels to our planning process. One of our detailed forest management plan, uh, which is a 10-year plan with a 200-year outlook. Uh, th- then we go to our general development plan, which is what we're talking about today. And the general development plan is a, f- a five-year plan that we do annually. Uh, then below that we have our forest harvest plans, which is uh, generally done by operating area. Our, our forest management area is broken up into various operating areas just to make the planning a little more manageable. And then we have our annual operating plans that are done yearly that say exactly what we're going to harvest and where each year. So the purpose of the General Development Plan is to provide a projection activi- of activities over a five-year plan. It, it's a forecast of the areas that are going to be scheduled for harvesting and an estimated volume that we'll harvest out of each of those areas. And it's generally for consultation purposes, to allow people an opportunity, you know, whether it's. Local governments, or First Nations, or, or trappers, whoever, to uh, to get some input into the into the plans before we actually get there and start start harvesting. So we produce a, a general development plan map, which is just an overview of our operations. It shows the proposed haul routes and satellite yards that, that we might use, and it shows uh, the planned operating areas over a five-year period, coded by color, so you can tell which ones we plan on being in immediately and which ones might be for further. Analysis. Uh, we also provide cut control tables that identify uh, what the annual level cut is versus, versus the actual volume that was harvested the previous year so it, it helps uh, keep track of where we're acting our, in our cut control levels over a, a five-year or ten-year period uh, we also provide as-built information from the previous year so sometimes plans change so the plan that we submitted um, you know, we might make a few alterations to it while we're, while we're going through the harvesting process so we actually submit an as-build to show what we, what we completed and what we actually built uh, that, that year. And then we do First Nation making and public consultation. So for the 2017 uh, General Development Plan, we're going to talk about the highlights from last year. Uh, talk about what the harvest and hauling plans are for this year. Uh, a little bit about our First Nation Métis Consultation. We've got some current research that I'll, I'll let you guys in on and provide opportunities for feedback. So so right now we currently have uh, eight portable chippers operating uh, in our program, and a fleet of approximately 70 trucks. We operate on both Crown and private lands and uh, we're gonna start probably around July 15th and, and finish up around the 31st of, of March. The July 15th is a, is a pretty hard, fast line. We won't start before that, and that's just to, to, to give birds a chance to, to finish nesting before we start our operations. So safety, safety's uh, one of our prime focuses at DMI in every aspect of our business. So we have truck safe procedures, um, we do DM, their, DMI does random third party mechanical inspections on all of our trucking fleet. So we, we hire a, a mechanic, basically come in and he just pulls trucks out of, the, out of the lineup and does safety inspections on them so that we ensure that we have uh, safe vehicles bringing product into our mill. And then uh, during the winter hauling season, our DMI employees do internal truck audits. So we actually have some of our operations staff go out and, and audit the trucks to make sure that they're not um, overloaded and they have all their safety equipment in them. Uh, they're, they're not mechanical inspections, they're just making sure that they're, they're following all the, all the DMI guidelines that, that we have in place for them. <coughs> uh, so, so a few highlights from our 2016 season. So DMI harvested a total of 87 cub blocks. That's, that's probably fewer cub blocks than we normally harvest. And part of the reason for that is that some the blocks are getting a little bit bigger. So the, the total area was about 4,600 hectares, average cup block size 54 hectares. Uh, our largest cup block was 371 hectares. And our smallest cup block was 3.6. And I, and I think in the future, you're gonna see this large block number getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and part of the reason for that is that uh, we're really trying to, to emulate the natural disturbance patterns that have been been occurring on the landscape from, from fire um, and, and that's, that's one of our ecological strategies is to try and mimic the natural patterns as, as much as we can. Um, but it's been a bit of a process, you know, like to, when you have 2,000 hectare fires fire burn, um, it's, it's quite a shock to the system when all of a sudden you jump in and you log a, a 2,000 hectare block, but traditionally you've been logging 100 hectare blocks as your, as your maximum. So we've kind of been, been moving towards that. I don't think you'll ever see a 2,000 hectare block, but, but it's, it's possible. We just would have people tripping over each other, and everybody working in the, in the same block at the same time, so there's a few logistics around that as well. But we might harvest that 2,000 hectares progressively over a, a three or four year period, so that, that's something that now. So just a few examples of uh, cut block size and shapes. So. Because, like I said, we're trying to mimic mimic fire. Fire doesn't burn big square square lines, right? So, you know, the cup blocks are just generally following old stand types that already exist on on the landscape. They've got islands of islands of timber and uh, uh, individual trees left left throughout them as well. And those individual trees in the cup block are just designed to to fall down and become uh, coarse woody debris, nutrients, um, e- ecosystems that provide. Um, small mammal habitat and insect habitat. Uh, again, more examples of, you know, this whole area um, would would be in one cup block, but you can see that it's not just one big massive, massive clear cut. there's a lot of structure still left in them. And, and more examples. So the last thing we want to do is, you know, make everything look the same so we have different levels of retention. and bigger openings and smaller openings and bigger patches left and smaller patches left, um, depending on the blocks that we're in and the structure that exists there already. Just another example. So this year, um, so, so what this, this slide shows is uh, what we're planning on uh, doing mm-hmm. in 2017, uh, where we're going to operate. Uh, Peace River not affected so much by, by log trucks and chip trucks go, going through it from our operations, um, but some of the other communities are. So <coughs> we have a lot of activity that's, that's up north of, of Manning, and trucks will come down, down through that community. Um, so, so we've got the list of, of the operating areas that will be in there Vesta Creek, Twin Lakes, Carcaju, uh, Nottie Kewan, and um, Sulphur Lake. I don't know, I'm not, that one goes through Um so, so we've got quite a bit of volume coming off the, the west side, and then in the east side we've got uh, mostly up on our east east Cache Creek, whiskey jack, and, and Kepler Creek upper east tall So so in all, in the 2017 season, we're going to expect about 29,000 loads of chips to come come into our mill. Uh, they'll most they'll mostly come in B train chip trucks. Satellite yard volume brought in tree length. Uh, Log trucks, currently the only satellite yard we operate is our DMI mill site, but we are planning a new satellite yard up our Upper East Hall Road. Not sure if it's going to happen for this year or not. There's there's still a lot of people we're planning to go through to make that happen, but uh, if it does happen it'll mean that that our harvest volumes for this year are going to go up a bit. And and a lot of that yard's going our wood volume's gonna get put in the wintertime into the satellite yard and then we're gonna reduce the amount of, of harvesting and chipping that we do on block in the summertime. And, and that's our that's our strategy there. We we are running out of areas that are summer accessible, but we do need volume in the summertime. So so we're looking for some place that's that's close to the volume that has good summer access where we can store the wood. The wood in the wintertime and then come in in the summertime and start chipping in and bring those, those chips into our mill so It's something we were doing about 10 years ago and now we quit doing it because it was too costly, but, but now we're re looking at that uh, as an option. Um, so, so, access, we do have a few um, controlled access points on, on the landscape. One of them is on the Whiskey Jack Bridge. Um, we have another one on the Keg River Road. And these are restrictions that are requested by the government of Alberta, uh, mostly, mostly to prevent um, hunting access into, into those areas. They just felt that we were opening up too much access in, into some of these areas and it was just giving people too much much area to, to get into too easily and putting too much pressure on the wildlife so, so the government has imposed these, uh, these gates and road restrictions. We do try to minimize our road construction for, for a whole bunch of reasons. One, road construction is quite ex- expensive so we try to build the least amount of road to maximize the most amount of volume um, plus again we don't want to create a whole bunch of access to people just start um, getting in and putting pressure on. Wherever possible, we try to use existing lines, whether it's old roads, seismic lines, oil-filled roads, uh, try to double up with other users on the landscape, and then all of our in-block roads are rehabilitated um, and planted if necessary, so we don't want to leave a bunch of access open on the landscape when we're done. Silviculture, so uh, we do have an obligation as a forest licensee to make sure all of the blocks we harvest are regenerated again so they can be harvested again in the future so that there's continually growing stock out there. Um, luckily, as conifer operators, we don't have to do a lot of tree planting and nature looks after that itself with, with the suffering. But we do do a little bit of transplanting where we have excessive um, disturbance such as roads and landings and things like that. So in, in 2016 and 2017, um, we, we had zero zero site preparation. Uh, Decompacted roads, Uh, we decompacted about 43 hectares of roads in 2016, plan to do about the same in 2017. Uh, We planted 400 hectares in 2016, they'll go up a little bit in 2017 to about 450, and then most of it's uh, leave for natural. And then we do establishment surveys on all of our blocks to make sure they are meeting the regeneration standards that the government set out. Time of operations, so, so as I mentioned, our non-freeze, non-frozen start around July 15th to let the birds finish um, finish nesting. Um, frozen operations start when, whenever the ground freezes up, hopefully around uh, mid to end November. And then we continue harvesting until we're either completed our plants or the, or the ground breaks up on us. Uh, Operations in our satellite yards, they start in around April and then they run into into August. And then private land, again we don't start private land operations after July 15th because the birds aren't... uh, They don't care whether they're nesting on private land or crown land, so we treat it all the same. Uh, So we do have several environmental certifications that we subscribe to, so the ISO 14001 registration it's an environmental management system. Uh, we're also a member of the Sustainable Forestry Initiative and that uh, describes how we're gonna carry out our forest management activities and, and our fiber sourcing to make sure that even all the fiber that we source into the mill still follows the same standards no matter where it comes from. And the Chain of Custody Program, it's a program for the endorsement of forest certification. So this is this is part of the, the, the way we track our wood to make sure it meets the Sustainable Forestry Initiative certification. And all the certifications are audited uh, both internally and externally each year, and our regulatory compliance is also uh, audited annually. Uh, So some of our initiatives and achievements, so we started doing AVI for both our East and West FMAs. Last year AVI is our our, uh, vegetation inventory in preparation for completing new DFMP plans. So in the next couple of years, we're gonna to have to redo our DFMPs again. Uh, so we're getting new AVI, new inventory, uh, updated inventory, there's, there's better aerial photography and better interpretation methods now. So it'll help in our, in our planning to, to better nail down where, where our harvesting's gonna be. And we're currently carrying out a Rhythmus Boundary Trial. This is year three of the trial. Um, so, so what we're doing is we're using our GPS technology to uh, follow our cut block boundary lines instead of uh, having guys go on the ground and, and hang uh, ribbon all over the bush so we're still ribboning areas that are highly sensitive or or it could get us into trouble you know property lines forest management area boundaries those types of things we're, we're still ribboning those but uh, we're not hanging a lot of ribbon in the, in the bush anymore and uh, we're having a lot of success with it, but it's still a trial because we, we still need government had to come on and, and feel confident that, uh, that we're going to be able to meet all of our objectives without hanging with it. Consultation program activities. So um, this should say 2017, my apologies. So the information on 2017 GDP was provided to First Nation and Métis settlements with traditional use in the areas um, that overlap the operating areas. Information packages including general locations and timelines of planned harvest and plant arts, role guidelines, so culture activities were sent out to them. Uh, they also got maps and uh, some general company information like I've been providing you. Our public advisory committee is still, still quite active, uh, members representing various stakeholder groups, individuals, government agencies. Our meetings are held quarterly and provide an opportunity to give dmi direct feedback on our practices and policies and groups and individuals are welcome to make an application to join pack um, by calling our dmi woodland's office and, and requesting and if there's anything you that i missed or you think of after i leave and you want some some answers on it or you have some questions for us you can call friends like Trina Tosh or, or myself that are dealing with Len's office. That's that's what I have for you guys today. Any questions? Mm-hmm. I have one.
1: one. Rob
0: put his white up first, mm-hmm. <laughs> This you're doesn't really
5: relate way. to your planning, but how is the carbon tax affecting it? Are you making adjustments with the new carbon tax to any operational impacts or I, I know that the
9: things going on because of the
5: carbon tax, I, I don't know what, what they all are. But it's not and affecting it's, your field operations, no. you just, you got to pay it. it's the cost of doing business then?
9: Yeah, well, the, I mean, the, there's a cost, but there's also the potential for, for for gains in it as well. So, you know, we, we are looking at, at doing things within our entire operation um, to, to reduce our carbon footprint. And, and if we're able to do that, there, there might be some gains to be made there as well. But, okay. but I, I don't know what they all are. Okay, all right, thanks.
1: Um, yeah, just a question, is any of DMI's lands affected by the caribou species at risk issue?
9: Um, a, a little bit, but the, the good news is that we've already been managing for, for the caribou in, in most the areas where the caribou exists on our land base, so it's not going to have a huge impact on us. So. so that counts in the 65% or whatever the going percentage is these days with the government's percentage that they're protecting yeah so yeah it it does so so i mean there there are some some small ranges on the, the west side of our fma that that are in that that protected area but like like i said we were we were pretty much um protecting them anyways so so i mean it'll have a little bit of an impact on us but not significant
4: Uh, oh, uh, would you flip back to slide two for a minute? And uh, you know, if I was to, as you're moving there, uh, if I was to ask about what's your guess of a paper mill machine in Peace River in my lifetime, what would your answer be? <laughs> guess of a
9: paper mill machine, I, it, yeah, the, I don't so, think there's uh, nothing in the in the plan.
4: So it. the the coffee the coffee rumor it, uh, mill hasn't started in terms of okay. But then I'll I'll move on to my second question. Then you know, I. Oops, it wasn't slide it's the one that had i believe that's the one with your cursors on that one there so what <clears throat> is the red line on the right hand side is that the boucher road or is that the p100 road or is that just a, or is that highway 88 that's, that's Highway eighty eight. okay so okay so the p100 road is well to, to the well it's not on it's your somewhere. map yeah so Every time I meet with my colleagues from Mackenzie County, they're really excited about another access, so Is that road an all-weather road or you just open it whenever you have harvest plans? Up in that area, oh, or you're, you're talking about our East Hall Road. Yeah, East Tall oh, Road. Okay. Yeah, I call it the P100 road. Okay. Um,
9: No plans to, to push that all the way through no, so it when access is needed up there and usually in the winter time that, that's when that road gets gets opened up. And I, I don't think there's, from government, there's no appetite to- yeah,
4: I guess that was the government. other part of my question. There's no there's no call for making a public road up there as far as- sorry, right. not, not that we've been made aware of, it's, it's been
9: quite the opposite. Right. They, they wanted us to restrict access up there as much as we can. As
4: opposed to opening it up yeah. with another access, yeah.
9: Yeah, and, and every time that road does get, Sometimes people just open that road up from the north with, without authorization. And it always creates grief because they make it all the way to our gate and then the gate's locked and then, and then, then the, the gate's locked. <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks. Um,
0: how, much, how much of the wood wood is coming from the east side of the Peace
9: River and how much from the west side? we're getting about two-thirds of what we harvest from the west side and a third from the from the east side and that's that's just because that's what our contractor workforce is there I mean we have a we only have one contractor that's that's permitted to work on the east side with some First Nations uh, agreements that we have so we've got three contractors on the on the west side but um, the, the guys on the east side tend to they work through some some bigger blocks and they, they they stay productive longer, not as many moves around. So, you know, they, they're a little more productive than the guys on the west side.
0: Uh,
9: so you're going to have bigger cuts when you have
0: to revise Wayne Thorpe's patch cutting uh,
9: article that he put out? Not familiar with is oh, it, is that, is that, is that
0: is that for the caribou? Uh, no. That's, no. he put out in the early
9: 90s to uh, to address clear
0: cutting concerns
9: yeah well we've we've moved away from that whole patch cutting thing a a long time ago right it was was actually a terrible it was a terrible idea because it i mean what it does is it because you're cutting all these little patches all over the place you have all this road disturbance to to get the volume that, that you need right so you you're Creating all this road and all this access to, to get your wood when it could have just been this much. You know, instead of this much. So you uh, try to mimic
0: natural disturbances by having irregular regular rather than square cuts or exactly cuts, you just have your regular cuts. Yeah, and so
9: so we create way more edge habitat in our in our blocks. Wildlife can use our blocks much more because you know, there's, there's more places for them to hide and, and not be in line of sight of each other. So when they can't see each other, they're more likely to, to come out and utilize, utilize more of the block. And, and literally, we're just trying to follow the existing stand types that the fire created 80 or 100 years ago there. So uh, the
0: trees that are coming from the west side, will they go to the east side satellite side yard? No. Will will they go to the DMI satellite yard? I understood it was gonna be we're gonna
9: use that anymore as a satellite yard. It's it's still gonna be used as a satellite yard. So I, I mean it's salvage wood and stuff that, that doesn't make sense to go into our our east side satellite yard, it, it'll it'll will still come to our milliard we may create another satellite yard on the west side we don't have anything in the works for that right now but we've certainly been talking about about that option. i uh you
0: you the do does dmi have a social uh a plan for investment of their social their uh, social dollars mm-hmm. their social mm-hmm. Investment, mm-hmm. investment dollars
9: that that'd be a great question for Amber. I mean, I know we, I know we certainly do, and we have a social plan and we have a social budget, and and Amber Armstrong is the, the person to, to really talk to about that. So so when is she going to come and appear before council to present this? plan? We we, uh, we we could bring her back. She was coming around with us for, for a little while last year. I don't know, I don't think she made it here though. No, we haven't seen her here in the last
0: four years. <laughs> <laughs>
10: <laughs>
9: yeah well that yeah, there's your feedback for you all right and your input all right <laughs> well
4: if, if you guys would like her to come speak speak on anything i know she's she's always willing to on. get to, to chase down that second or that first paper machine too i'm interested in that <laughs>
0: yeah that's a different rumor mill than i've been part of so. uh-huh. mm-hmm. Okay, thank you, Mr. Jackman. Thank you very much. That takes us to bylaws. Um, There's a request for a decision, bylaw 1999, to amend bylaw 1891, the land use bylaws to enable women's shelter or emergency shelter as a discretionary use in the community development district
4: if you're looking for a motion that uh, your worship i can maybe start the ball rolling okay to focus discussion sure uh perhaps I, I would put a motion before council to enable emergency shelter as a discretionary use in the community development district and provide second reading to bylaw 1999 as an amendment to the land use bylaw 1891.
0: So, uh, do you have a map of the community development district, where is that? You're gonna show it on the
7: or so i have i do i did provide a map as part of the council package but also if you look at the screen i do have our map up and you can see the community development district in it i don't have the ability to isolate that district but it is essentially the lightest, or brightest green color so where the color that the mouse is currently hovering over is the color where that district is present and i don't know why the map's not cooperating with
5: so I, I'm not totally familiar what properties the town owns, but as so I looked at that map in the council section, it seemed to me that every one of those parcels is actually owned by the town or is likely owned by the town. The mm-hmm. ones I could recognize. Is there some that's not? Uh,
7: I think there might be a few that are leased, but generally speaking, the town, I think, is involved in the majority of them. I the can't. The town
5: either owns it or they have control over that. Yeah. I
0: think okay. so. so can you use your cursor to outline the? community development district and just do it with your cursor
7: so the lands that are here are all community development district here up in the north end where the women's shelter is located uh, also where the schools are located the pool um our riverfront area where the dike is that's all community development district up here by the high school um yeah. so there, it is its it does exist over the majority of town there are pockets of community development district but the majority of them are either a public institution um the hospital lands would be one example of land that's not the town but it's that district um but generally speaking to the like public institution or public lands that the town has an interest in i can't guarantee that that's 100 percent accurate though there might be one or two instances where that's
0: I have a question for Mr. Councilman. When you put forward his motion, so why do you want to use emergency shelter instead of women's shelter? Given that emergency shelter can be used uh, that, uh, is
4: very broadly. It is. Uh, I. Um, good question and that would uh, what you're suggesting would have been uh, or is highlighted in this in option two and uh, there was some discussion about the word women's shelter and the use of a gender term in describing a land use so the discussion seemed to focus on the fact that uh, perhaps there could be a human rights complaint uh, brought against us for for doing such so uh, in my initial thinking uh, I was going to suggest the word. Why don't we just call it a genderless shelter, and then go with option two. And uh, um, after further discussion with administration, I'm quite happy that uh, what we have before us would work. Um, it's not going to open up. Um, it's not going to open up uh, more land for a uh, other potential development. Uh, sort of carte blanche and what I mean by that is uh, the other group that was in town that would be proposing such a facility would be required to bring forward a business plan and again if you look at the map uh, the map does not affect our downtown uh, business corridor or downtown business area where a number of those lands are privately held and the previous proponent was talking about doing some of that development. So uh, I'm satisfied that uh, the motion as stated would work and uh, I think there's enough, uh, enough uh, control in place that, uh, uh, that such a development uh, again would have to be well thought out complete with a business plan before it would would come forward so I'm comfortable with the motion. (coughs) Why would a business
0: plan be needed if you put an emergency shelter in and it conforms to the line use
4: law? Maybe I wasn't clear on what I was suggesting. Uh well Ms. Modi, can you answer that? The Land is
7: the Women's shelter or emergency shelter, in either case, it's a discretionary use, which means that the town has the ability to require the information that it thinks is necessary prior to making the decision. And in this case, based on the many discussions that we've had um, regarding this type of use, a business plan that ensures that the use would be properly managed going forward seems to be something that the town is quite interested in seeing prior to any approval. So
0: and um so do we we have emergency shelter do we define emergency in the land use by no we don't uh because uh, ms lambert when she spoke talked about six months to one year
7: so the emergency shelter definition enables the women's shelter as a general use. And the primary purpose is to provide immediate shelter. Uh, But the units that Ms. Lambert was referring to, I think would be a secondary use to that. So without the women's shelter being in that place, we wouldn't consider those units as a standalone. But because the women's shelter exists and is the primary use of that, we can consider that type of development as an extension of their So what you're saying
0: is because the women's shelter is not an Approved, currently, approved use for that district, we need to uh, fix the bylaw and then we deal with secondary suites or whatever.
7: It, it would simply be we would treat it as an extension to the women's shelter, but the women's shelter exists today and in its current form allows us to consider that extension and it's not. They're not just providing two units, they're also looking to expand their office and programming space to continue to provide the services that they provide today in that location.
0: And all of that goes to the MPC or they come to us? It
7: would all go to the Municipal Planning Commission as a discretionary use. Okay, anybody have any other questions?
0: Uh, your motion again, Mr. Needham, west I make can- that's the that's the uh, drawback of having the motion out there early everyone forgets what it is well
4: it, it it's a good discussion I, I uh, and a fair question I think again to not to be backtracked but there's a couple things at play one is you've got a, uh, a women's shelter that was approved some number of years ago the bylaw has changed it's, it now doesn't fit we have to update the bylaw to Accommodate that group and then there's also implications of other lands and other development in the community So there's a number of things that are going on Uh, so my uh, Just bear with me. I'm sorry uh, council. motion my motion, uh, Your Worship, will be uh, to uh, to enable emergency shelter as a discretionary use in the community development district and provide second reading to bylaw 1999 as an amendment to the land use bylaw 1891.
0: Does that address substituting emergency shelter for women's
7: shelter? Ms. Perhaps for clarity, we could specifically define emergency shelter in the, as is written in the request for decision or the attached um, alternate bylaw 1999. Clarity,
0: so why don't you read that back and Ms. Moni can, uh, can uh,
10: suggest the changes and she can move
2: Move to enable emergency shelter as a discretionary use in the community development district and to provide second reading of bylaw nineteen ninety nine to amend bylaw eighteen ninety one, the land use bylaw. And
0: then we could probably add the de- definition of emergency <coughs> shelter is to be as
6: per administration's request, or should we read the whole thing of? the yeah. we just read it, that's right in there in the in the actual bylaw itself under mm-hmm. section two, definition. It, 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 it is noted. So I. Okay, so, what,
0: so what were you saying mr parker read it out or what
6: this okay, reference if you wanted to read it out it's fine okay, but personally so it's, it's already listed out there as 1999 so if you're you're uh if you're adopting bylaw 1999 in this body clearly has a definition in it really
0: i thought Ms. money said for clarity purposes let's Get the definition in there so I'll
7: defer to the CAO.
6: It, it, it's well, already in the bylaws. Maybe fine.
0: you should defer to Mr. Needham and read, read out emergency shelter means.
4: Would uh, you like me to read it?
0: And, uh, and you can uh, means of development operated by a government or non profit organization for the primary purpose of providing temporary emergency accommodation for persons requiring immediate shelter and assistance. This, may, this use may include, but is not limited to, accessory, office functions, and the provision of related programs and services. Typical uses include a women's shelter and a youth emergency service. That
4: is, All- uh, that, that is my interpretation of the definition of emergency shelter. All yes. in favor? Okay, pass. Uh,
0: third reading, or, yeah, third reading? Anyone want to make that?
8: I'll make that motion, Your Worship, to
0: so third reading should be sufficient for this, right?
8: Okay, Okay, so to take uh, the updated bylaw 1999 uh, with the definition of emergency shelter to third reading. All in favor? So I guess that should be four third reading, not two-third reading, right? Oh well, that's four, fine. Four, 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 four okay. third reading is good.
0: Okay. All in favor? Back. Okay, um new business is blank. Um let's take a recess for 10 minutes. Well, we can be five after six.
11: The agenda package. I I want It's not a sports field. Question about
7: that by the way. should I someone else to yeah. Uh, so this yeah. Yeah. We, we consulted with the sports field users, and they all oh, well, said we don't want it. We have no interest yeah. in it. Yeah. One okay. yeah.
1: yeah. of yeah. well, the feedback we also got from our survey is that that wasn't the primary yeah. use. There, people so, were using the toboggan hill uh, was a
10: baby issue. Well,
5: people want Yo, big so was, Yeah, big time. Yeah, I walked last winter. Like, I was yeah. yeah. surprised yeah. a number of years ago they, like, I like Well, they were. Shoulders 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 was, not, not, I it looked at a And when December, there was no. <laughs> <confirmed. laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was In more recent times, that has now been changed.
4: And that building did not reform to the a right. so while. Awesome. So right. And so Women's that honestly we hadn't
2: recognized right off the like plans that the Yeah, make sure you, you do something. And what we have <laughs> there now Carolina is
3: not safe. Even Brian's to and the so word women's oh, shelter yeah. <laughs> is no
4: longer appropriate. It, so it that speaks was to
3: gender. So, the rise the to the run here, where, where
2: people are the, are
4: the run is too steep uh, right, and there's no. The rise to is largely, I would it
2: somewhat administrative in nature. So but that's uh, why we've it, which then uh, changed change the, filter, the size of the sports field. Uh, but again, some plans <coughs> quite the sports field users didn't planning, so
5: want it. Again, or uh, kids now, uh, yeah. yes. so a oh really? So I that's that's uh, well, yeah, it so it's in our shape for change. Let's figure in the Oh right now. I don't maybe kids don't still want
1: all the way you know like residents be able to
7: shelter
10: Okay, shopping.
5: Shopping. Uh, yeah. oh, just not just yeah. like, for <laughs> 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 Yeah just for like local use mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah yeah, um, I, yeah I, 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 honestly, I think we should be I'm not sure the
10: rest of the I hear you. Yeah. For
4: no no, no, no,
10: no, 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 we're
4: just
2: saying it's not uh, anywhere going to be a priority it's right now for yeah. this, yeah. and we so don't have any other in with be this right right. Right. and they're quite happy if we took this, the, the current land over they'd be happy to do it, because they're not really maintaining this back corner. Um, and when we looked at so it. In, I
6: looked at it, it looked
2: like here, yeah.
5: the previous one. one. Oh the previous yes, the one.
2: Yes, the landscape and yeah. all sorts of lovely ruffles and all the houses. Yes, that's that kind of mean, like birdies, When that sale <laughs> went through, I think we had a up Yes, the
7: out their actual farmers Yeah. That's one of the you actually, of the sale power yes. process actually requiring um, And they're <laughs> yeah. like yeah. people realize that. But all yeah, you know what the budget is here. And, you know, Provided yeah. accessibility yeah. Accessibility
5: yeah. for the yeah. value yeah. that But again, yeah. if you take out completely, like right now, the kids can walk, to walk through, they yeah. don't even just draft. For for sure. the whole, like I, again, I'm not I really big on that. They yeah. have to have wheelchair sure access, but I'm not sure that every part needs to have a because kid in yeah. school. Yeah. there's not a lot of that falls on. And, and that that and would be better served with a staircase as well. Mm-hmm. Not, not
11: That's a trail mm-hmm. yeah. is yeah. very simple in one section of the thing. Down, down, to down, to mm-hmm. down to that right away. so because not we a concern with yeah, adding no. trail that way, but you know in the future, it's not I didn't think
7: it'd be a big
2: deal until we bushwhacked over there and went this is actually a lot steeper than we
10: had. Well, the I-, I
7: do see what you're saying. Also, I think that we have a, a place really of that and that so you know, the 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 kids don't generally want to make use of the different spaces in different ways. And this arts does provide. A what, that, the space and Oh, yeah, no, no,
11: no, I agree so with work that. as like you know, the space that now, just north the hill, about so like how <laughs> 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 I use my finger <laughs> but I not so right. really <laughs> well, the oh, wow. yeah, back there and yeah, So it's about uh you know my 40 to 50, <laughs> 50 meters space by okay. 30 meters. So <laughs> Because what, what other fields we
5: have in town? We've got the fields of the schoolyards, right? Yep. You Down by your place. Like, yeah. There's a ball, I mean, is that regulation yeah. ball? Somewhere? No, no. Know. For You're regulation for little, little <laughs> <Yeah>. Mid, down. <laughs> so <laughs> so again, that eight, would be yeah. big though. Guys yeah, want people to play touch football, football, they can that. Yeah. yeah. Can Which is about
2: what you'd be getting here. It's sort of the uh, no, small like Small ball diamond space.
9: space. Oh
8: portion uh, yeah did you What's think you why do they need a changed
9: house so so yeah i don't know. know
11: i was wondering there's a couple things on here that i was like really okay. that and uh, yeah, it's the lower yeah. piece piece one is quite a
8: space
2: yeah. semester
5: yeah but it's got to be, an
7: um, be an so an and and
5: more. and i have Maybe it those the seating
2: right. I didn't bring yeah. that with in terms yeah. of sizing Oh, so I saw I yeah.
5: See bleachers. Yeah, there's bleachers. Like the the there's bleachers. Where oh, right. do you
7: see bleachers? Um, I'm seeing
8: it right
7: here. It's where 70 meters, I don't know where they are 79 meters right. wide. All oh, bleachers by S- the
8: outdoor rink. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, oh. The and the basketball court. From the back to really, the fence? I don't really know if we need that. Measurements really. oh. come down And
7: <laughs> uh, I was
8: also wondering if we really tried
2: Seventy-five meters. Seventy-five? Yes. Yeah. Well, um, also, um... Yeah, it's not a
8: big
5: down so that, like, that one. That's actually...
11: I can't they just cool. sit yeah. on the hill where it was
5: open? So you wouldn't so want someone to hit the ball in for in the yeah. trails. Or like just they just the yeah. 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 yeah, Well, that's what right, yeah. I thought. <laughs> I you this <need a> one <laughs> to play ball, was off the I ball the it's 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 some nice grass. Either way, you're in the yard. you yard. You're in down the hill, Mall sports is not yeah, the problem
1: here, right there. It yeah, it's
2: fitness really yeah. the Is that you do have that other fitness? Yeah. Yeah. It's good I'm guessing. i do
7: the. If you think people are actually going to, like, adhere to that like Yeah. Well, you know, you can only start when Otherwise, you never getting
2: stuff. Shouldn't you just plan it better? So we really need Well we're
7: dealing with a situation now. Park is <laughs> surrounded by houses like three side.
2: They <Very> need that netting that they have at like uh driving ranges. So where you got those plans
5: for our account? Whipple ball? Although that wouldn't look That is no the biggest thing. Don't tell the deaf that cover no, no. your ears.
2: We have pickleball.
5: Oh Pickleball, oh that's yeah. what I meant, Oh, yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. we
9: have
2: yeah. yeah. of
1: pickleball.
9: Yeah, you can
5: go to the director. you can go to the, oh, no, and the, the oh, did you? Yeah, it's gym spot. Laura must be he's done, <laughs> but not the sport, sport, sport. sport. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen
6: it that it was supposed oh, to be a good oh, sport still sport which has the No, I was just thinking myself. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> told me to stay away from here and get the No, I I something. Yeah. napping. This is <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that uh, I got one on the government channel.
2: why did you
1: think lot better
7: than you were? Silver cell is my favorite.
1: There you go. What we
7: need. Oh, you so have medicine, uh, I was kind
11: of disappointed because yeah, Colin oh, gave me some, and I said, Where is it? Yeah, the yeah. yeah. yeah, support
7: of. Uh, Good. More yeah. more you want um, yeah, say you know yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just Beyond that. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah,
10: yeah. yeah. It's so all. Uh, <laughs> trees, trees,
11: trees. <laughs> Anywhere you're going to be putting trees in mm-hmm. or it yeah. I mean except for it's expensive. Mm-hmm. It it's uh, <laughs> <every laughs> <system. laughs> yeah, the only is you would see it That's hilarious. 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 <laughs> in this
12: type of... Yeah, that video I wanted to show you, this guy has tree, this figure, and the parallel between two... I i I saw tree,
4: that was it, Guys jumping up and down,
0: celebrating at the
10: end. We'll
0: reconvene. Yes. The first item under new business is. The microphone. <laughs> A request to proclaim June twenty first, yes. twenty seventeen, as National Aboriginal Day. Okay. Do I turn on the mic? Maybe? Is that so? All can hear us and come yep. up to the front and we a Are you gonna? You're not gonna speak to this. We're just.
3: Okay. Well, you don't have
0: to. Okay. Pretty straightforward. That's what I thought.
8: Okay. Uh, yeah.
0: So. Uh, as people know, uh, from a national point of view, uh, June the 21st is National Aboriginal Day, and there was a court request from the from our own Peace River Aboriginal History Agency Committee, signed by the, uh, I believe she's the chair, Wendy Goulet, that would, uh, requesting that we also proclaim uh, aboriginal day in the town of peace river on june the twenty first twenty seventeen um somebody any uh anyone anyone want to reach that make that motion perhaps our rep on the interagency committee to make that make that
1: motion so Mr. Mayor I move that uh the town of Peace River proclaim June twenty first as the Aboriginal day in the town of Peace River. Okay.
12: Okay, hey, very good.
0: Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so, in celebration, they're having an average launch show uh, June the 21st from 6 in the evening to 8 in the evening at the DMI Gallery. Which, if Emma Armstrong of DMI had been here, she could have told us all about that in her social social investment uh, plan uh at the peace regional municipal library we welcome union councils so maybe the press will pick pick, pick, up, pick up on that and advertise the yard show okay um <coughs> So, the next item on the agenda is a <coughs> request for decision regarding settle back park design. Ms. Uh, Bell. Tanya, maybe we have a PowerPoint? Yeah. It's three slides. do me over. I was just going to say that I could potentially work the window if it comes up. Oh, sure.
7: Maybe David can walk
2: through
10: this part
2: and then we we'll do that too. Yep. Uh, your worshiping council, this evening, uh, we present to you the Saddleback Park redesign or Saddleback Park design. Um, this process started in October 2016 uh, with the town hiring I'm going to say this incorrectly McElwain, oh I did it, um, Consulting Services Limited out of Edmonton and David Brown is our <coughs> consultant and he's here this evening in a walk through a uh, little more informal presentation on the briefing note around the design and we can answer any questions Council may have in regards to the process, the design or whatnot. Um, The attached design brief provides a full overview of the project, the process, getting feedback. Um, Sorry, lost my train of thought there. Um, We present you with a couple of options in regards to the design of which I'll leave till after uh, David has gone through the full presentation and we've taken any of your questions and we can have a discussion around options moving forward.
11: So I'll just pass this on to David. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for the opportunity for coming today and and presenting the concept master plan for Saddleback Park. Um, We'll be brief and uh, have put together a couple of slides here uh, just to tell our story. Um, So, uh, we were initially engaged um, to establish the concept master plan and to guide uh, future development, programming, and operations uh, to establish Saddleback. Saddleback Park is a year-round community destination for for all ages. Um, Playground and active components were specifically defined as part of that process. Um, And as part of the process that we went through, uh, we've over the years established a very specific sort of questionnaire process that we went through with the town. um, And then actually did get uh, a number of submissions uh, through a, a sort of mock RFP process. In order to get uh, uh, some ideas and pricing on uh, playground structures as well um, all of the, the park development uh, that we present as part of the master plan was done uh, to the standards and requirements and uh, we uh, believe that they also provide some innovation and sustainable considerations um, uh, as well Along the edge of that slide um, provides an overview of the process that we went through. So, as as uh, Tani mentioned, uh, we started in uh, on October thirty first. Um, it was a hub of commotion because there was a lot of things going on for Halloween that night. Um, <laughs> That's right. But it was uh, I got to see quite a few of the uh, Halloween festivities that extended into the evening around town. Um, during November 1st to December, um, we did a complete site analysis and assessment of the park. Um, we also did something that we always do with any project that we do, which is talk about theme and essence, because we want to make sure that you know what we establish uh, uh, for the park design really fits within the context of Peace River. Um, as I mentioned, we went through a playground questionnaire process uh, with the, the project team. And started to uh, establish a series of concept options uh, that sort of related to the questionnaire process and and the site analysis and assessment. Um, That was all brought to an open house, um, which I I know I met a number of you at uh, back on December 15th and uh, that was presented at that point. Um, Because the turnout wasn't as what we had hoped. Um, What we did was we uh, put all the information into a community survey package and that was run from December 15th to January 16th and uh, through that process we actually got some really uh, great feedback from the community which is uh, um, provided to council in the appendices of the design brief. Um, uh, During uh, around February 2nd uh, we, we got the survey results back Um, Went through a concept review uh, with the committee and established a draft uh, concept master plan. Um, That went through a bit of, it went through to community services uh, group as well. And so we got some comments back. We did a bit of uh, massaging of the the plan and uh, that was presented back um, in late April. and then since that time, uh, we've been moving forward <coughs> with developing the final plan. And we did that in, in electronic format so that we could make sure that um, you know, the plan was well-established and also to help us in, in doing a lot of the estimating that uh, we did as part of the um, uh, cost estimate process. Um, and uh, here we are today presented. Uh, the intent after this meeting, if uh, if everything is accepted by council, is to uh, uh, put this into a package and, and once again uh, provide um, an opportunity for the community to see how their input was uh, um, incorporated into the plan. Uh, so what you have in front of you is the the concept master plan, and. Um, Uh, What we did as part of that we also have shown um, sort of the implementation uh, uh, very very sort of generalized implementation process which uh, breaks the um, project development into uh, three stages of development that span uh, from present day to four plus years. And what I wanted to do was just provide a very brief overview of the major components uh, of the plan um so as noted uh there the intent is to take the three playgrounds that are out there right now and not in the greatest condition and and uh, develop them as a um, comprehensive uh, area of play uh, playground development uh, broken into two to five years and uh, uh, five to twelve plus years Um, as part of that there would be you know, with some amenities provided, including a shelter and seating. Um, as I mentioned, the, as part of the playground development, we received two proposals um, and uh, established around the concept of ad- adding some some essence, and theme to to those playgrounds. And uh, these playgrounds, uh, what we did, um, uh, if you've all been to the site, the, the Current topography of the site is quite strange. Um, you know, there's a bit of an incline here with a terrace which has the existing parking lot, there's a basketball hoop there in the outdoor ring, and then a secondary terrace that comes up <coughs> onto the flat top of the park space, which then of course uh, uh, gradually slopes back down to the east uh, on the other side of the park. The intent is to basically carve in. Uh, to that terrace so that uh, we can bring the playground space um, much more in in tune with the uh, the first terrace so that there's much more eyes on the street um, uh, for those uh, utilizing the park and and they're therefore they're not so much as isolated as they are uh, currently so you know to try and provide a very safe secure and visible environment Um. As part of the the design, as well, we have a series of trails. Right now, there is no trail development in this park, um, but we established a trail development that started to link um, the four corners, the four key corners of the park, and and provide some some loops as well, which also incorporate a number of seating areas, um, outdoor fitness areas, and things like that. Some of the ideas and uh, thoughts that we had gained. Uh, through the community input process. Um, As I mentioned, uh, the terracing, uh, the first terrace we intend to keep, and over time uh, we've provided a a concept that um, maybe looks at an upgrading of the existing rink, um, a reshifting of the parking lot. Uh, Right now that currently sits on the um, north-west corner of the park, but shift the parking lot and then provide a full court basketball area. And uh, as I mentioned, by carving this area out, I'm sure that everyone can see my cursor, right? Oh, you can't see my cursor. I apologize. Um, so by carving out the playground area, um, uh, the intent is to take all of that cut material and basically form um, uh, the, the main <coughs> sort of central toboggan hill in the middle of the park and then use the rest of that material that we have left over to actually establish some berming on both the north and south sides of the park to provide some better buffering between the park users and those adjacent residents that back onto the park. Um, The Toboggan Hill was one of the key items that came out of our discussions um, and the input we received from the public. So we wanted to maintain that as a as a central piece to uh, the park, and uh, you know, providing um, a toboggan run for all ages because uh, you know it's a safe one. Because currently, uh, right now, a lot of the users are using the back slope of the east back slope of that park, and uh, uh, there's a great rise on that slope, but not much run. Uh, uh, you You quickly get stopped by. Uh, the residents' back fence. Um, if you don't fail. If you don't fail, <laughs> exactly. Um, then uh, the other key part was, you know, looking at the preservation and naturalization of the park. Um, so most of the, basically, the east part of the park, we in, there's a, some existing woodlots <coughs> there. Um, there's an, no intent to do any development except for doing some of the trail extension through those areas and then over time to introduce the opportunity of uh, reclaiming portions of the park through a naturalization process. Uh, So that would include both naturalized beds around the perimeter of the park and then more formalized plantings in and around the playground area um, uh, to to provide a bit more of uh, an environment for that, that area. Um, the implementation strategy, as I mentioned, you know, we've introduced three stages of development. Uh, one is sort of one, two years, two to three years, and four plus years. Um, as I mentioned, by putting this into uh, an electronic format, we were able to do some very accurate um, um, uh, takeoffs on the on the part. Um, all of the pricing that we established the estimate on is based on current. Market prices for the supply and install of those things through a contracted basis. However, what we did was uh, through through discussion with the project team, uh, looked at um, how that uh, estimated budget of 1.15 million dollars for the part, overall park development would be broken out into uh, in-house and um, project partner components, uh, constructed project uh, components, and some of the optional items some of the items that we saw some of the components that we saw as being optional um you know we have also made a number of other recommendations with regards to um the concept plan and and the design brief that we've established and you know most certainly it would be uh, important to to maintain um, you know a a project team on uh, this this part just uh, to ensure that as um, moves through its development, um, we're able to sort of look at um, how we're doing uh, through establishing a bit of a report a report card and some benchmarks um, and so that um, we can move the plan forward. Um, I, I'd also just wanted to point out that as part of the estimate, um, you know, it'd be important in moving forward once some direction has been established with regards to the breakout that we've provided to ensure that there are contingencies in place uh, as part of the implementation strategy and that's
2: um as for the rest of the rfd that accompanies the draft design and uh, design brief Administration provides you with some options. Uh, First option being uh, adopting the design. Though this, as a a note to council, is not a commitment of the financials uh, related to the costing of the project. Of course, all of that would be addressed on a year-by-year capital operational basis um, under the budgeting process. Um, the op- second option would be to provide a direction to administration for any adjustments to the design, any other components that you'd like to take a look at, and we would bring back updates at a future meeting. Otherwise, we'd just like to open it up for any questions. I
0: got a question. So these trees you're gonna put in there, are they gonna grow money? <laughs>
2: it's an expensive project. It, in overall, this is extremely expensive if you contracted everything out. But the way we've broken it out, we've given you the value of what if the, the Town of Peace Over Public Works did all the reclamation dirt moving in-house. That just gives you the value of that cost in a contracted amount. So it illustrates the actual large picture cost, but the actual 2 town costs can be very
11: different. I say we hit up dmi the social <laughs> <tree>. <laughs> for, for the tree recommendation Or for purposes. trees <laughs> yeah yeah so
5: i'll say rap i i do not like design i i we talked earlier i definitely think the town is short of sports fields where kids just get together play touch football or play softball kids in this neighborhood will not have that with this design i was hoping that the design would incorporate to make that existing sports field, they could use it. I can see why kids wouldn't use it because if the ball leaves the field, it's rolling all over everywhere. Like it just, to me it would be a real pain. So that's what I look for. Having said that, can you explain that the, the cost breakdown? Like, do, are each of these columns, are they a cost? Or is this kind of a multiple set of costs? Like there's project implementation stage one, two, and three, and then there's in-house contacted optional project so if i was trying to figure out what the individual components are like is that in there somehow or
11: i so they if you go to the project total column that basically provides an overall cost if you if you were going to go out to someone and say supply and install this entire project So what we did was we, we, off of that project total, we sort of um, went backwards and said, out of that project total, um, how many items are optional? So um, we provided a breakdown of what we saw as being sort of optional park development components. Then we took um, a breakdown of what would be you know something that would have to be contracted more than likely so and that really includes most of the, the playground development and then uh, we identified a number of items that could be done in-house or pro- through project partnerships uh, and that was you know primarily the grading um, trail development uh, and things like that so when you add the in-house the contractor and the optional you get the project total so is that okay so 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 the, so the
5: project information states one two three if you total those across just they, those three columns that'll get your, your 40 grand on the top one right. or you can do the other three yeah
11: okay yeah we wanted to show how they would also based on the implementation schedule that we put on the master plan how you know the project uh, would be staged over those uh, one to four plus years so i'm just curious
5: again like you show a separate basketball court mm-hmm. totally different than this skating rink which i'm assuming well, i know a basketball court will fit inside a skating rink like did mm-hmm. you can cut the, the cost of that baby yeah. by, sure. by yeah. half just by saying okay we're going to figure out some way to suspend or support the basketball hoop inside the rink.
2: Well, and the other thing that we find is we actually prefer not to pave our outdoor rinks. So we get better longevity of the outdoor rink if it was a grass surface, grassed surface than if it's asphalted. Um, with our wonderful weather patterns that we're having over the winter months, the black asphalt just causes melting a lot faster. So you may not even asphalt the actual outdoor rink, you might just asphalt or concrete the basketball court. And some of the other reasoning behind putting the parking area between the two, right now it's uh, the basketball court is uh, just prior to the outdoor rink. And we have the water truck that comes every winter to water to make the ice and damages that concrete. So this way we could do water truck in the winter and we're not driving back and forth over uh, basketball court. So again, lots of flexibility and options. This shows you um, in sort of an ideal situation operationally what would work well for us. Grassed outdoor rink, basketball court separate, and then operationally it can work very well for us. But you can combine the two, absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. you you one point
2: uh, uh, ideally and, and Mr. You know, Burr yeah. needs to
0: refer back to his first year physics textbook and put a section on black body radiation. To realize that that's a bad idea. You always
5: paint the bas the basketball court white. We've actually
2: talked about that painting all of our asphalt, but I'm not sure how the basketball courts anyway,
4: yeah. So, so can you paint pick a ball on top of either one of those? We could. My my real question was on back to the design and public consultation so I I like the four corner access uh, what do I know about parks I, I like the parking but there's only <coughs> six cars I think which doesn't seem like a lot but uh, fair enough uh, but the tobokan Hill sort of comes to mind what we live in a valley where there's lots of hills and lots of sliding services so was this like a real priority over there like I just yes well, i just you know you can walk from this park you can walk i don't know i'm going to say 10 minutes but i could be wrong and find a really big hill to slide on but yeah. maybe it's 15 minutes
2: so your predominant user right now uh, of what we discovered through our survey process is immediate families in the the re, in the um in this neighborhood who walk their kids over and toboggan at this site. Some of the challenge at this location right now is the rise to run is very unsafe. It's not an official tobogganing area of which we will not post um, that it is because the run is so high, and the, or, sorry, the rise is so high and there's a very short run out with a bit of a plateau which just do a visual on this this. we have
0: an official (laughs) tobogney hill that has a very steep rise to run rachel that will
2: be a different discussion for another meeting that uh (laughs) trust me yeah and we need to do a lot more than than that but we'll leave that for another meeting so this provides this location a safer um rise to run process that will meet the needs and wants of the region it, administratively, we had sort of missed the toboggan use as a priority, but it came loud and clear through the survey process. It was repeated throughout. I'm
5: surprised, because I, after, we, I think as after we discussed this last December, I yeah. went over there at night and I wandered through there, and I don't remember seeing where, where yeah. people were tobogganing. However, it came to me, yeah. boy, I could bring my granddaughter over here, because this would be great, it's not a big hill. Now, obviously, we'll there's a hand sun stop at the bottom right? <laughs> each hill there. Only, it's
2: on the east side. <laughs> you teach her how to bail. This is a very important skill to be learned by all children.
0: <laughs> you no, know, uh, Toboggan Hill would be an important feature. Uh, I'll, I'll just, I know that we're going around, but I'm going to jump in here. So I like the design. It's a good design. The toboggan Hill is an important feature. Uh, there was a Toboggan Hill that was... Probably half the size of the current one down there, uh, but uh, River Valley Enterprises decided that they'd mow it down. But it was the most well-used toboggan you know, in all of Saddleback. Um, yeah, I like the trees, but yeah, all these things cost money. I realize that, so mm-hmm. you're going to have to find the dollars. Uh, so this is. What is this, phase one, the design, is this in right now? Yeah, step one is
2: design, um, and ideally step two, uh, the most critical item as which is noted in the stage one, one to two years, is playground replacement. So that would include the dirt work where we're proposing to put the playgrounds, and which would then create a little bit of a toboggan hill also. Okay, so how many phases are you gonna have? Um, I- Perfectly, would not want any more than the three phases we're proposing because as we the longer it goes on, so basically,
0: four hundred thousand dollars a year.
2: Correct, so mm, not really. We and again, it's pulling out what we can do in house, really, to drop set.
0: So, you've made an assumption that Mr. McQuaid's people are not busy enough if they uh, <laughs> <they've got
2: laughs> time that's yeah. right. So We've had means, brief discussion does about that this.
0: means we're we're overstaffed.
2: Oh no! No no no! Let's not leave that impression. Well, we would we, just have to do some very good scheduling. So,
0: uh, so when 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 you say three, is this the first phase right now? So there's only two building phases.
2: Predominantly,
0: and phase three is more adding the um, naturalization, more trees. You're, you're not being very, I, I'm asking you some, hard, some, some questions that I'd like concrete answers. So how many phases are there going to be? Is this phase one, and then how many years, I'm assuming one phase is one year. So if this is year one, and what's... And year two, what are you going
2: to do? When, if we go based on the proposal presented, uh, year two, we could work on the uh, continuation of some site grading, cre- creating of berms, um, installing of some hard space, so the shelters. Um, and how much is that going to cost? Approximately 316000
11: Yeah, I do want to point out that the intent I I know that you're looking for some hard and fast (coughs) numbers but you know some of the things that we had talked about previously is also how how we can start to integrate these with other programs within the town so let's say you have I know that you have Shaftesbury Trail development how how can you start to piggyback on some of those you might get some really good pricing out of that process. How can you start to piggyback on some of those opportunities of joint uh, project development that might support and lower the pricing for putting trails in here next year? Um, so it is it is a very difficult uh, question to answer with regards to um, you know, how these things are phased, um, because that's why we sort of indicated that each year you need to look back on what you've accomplished, and see where the opportunities lie with regards to establishing the next next benchmark in the park development. You might get to a certain point and say, "We've done enough. This is this is great." So, or you know, who knows? Uh, you know, DMI might come in and say, "We have 400 trees that we will give to you, and you can plant them in your project, and we get some volunteers to help do that process." So. Um, I, I would say that the first phase is to get the playground and the grading done, and top top uh, topsoil and reseed those uh, exposed earth areas, and then you know the next would be sort of the trail <laughs> development and some of the amenities that we've identified uh, out on that site. Um, and I would I would suggest that it is going to be about 350, um, 2 250 to 350 in uh, the first and second year you know, what's coming out of the estimate.
2: And there's some opportunities. We, For example, have spoken with, briefly, with uh, um, Norm Brownlee around expanding Arboretum concepts over to this location. There's a really great opportunity here. We've discussed doing uh, berry patches as a planting location on site and using the Arboretum concept. The actual North End Arboretum is getting sort of full if everything lived and kept growing. So this might be a great location for a secondary arboretum. So there's an opportunity with a partnership for um, expanded tree bed plantings where we necessarily might not be planting all the trees and trees may be provided through that type of a, that type of a partnership.
0: You were on CNN, they say, that's a great deflective pivot. So that's <laughs> my answer my question. so. Next year, what you want to do is site grading?
2: Site grading and playground. That is number one priority. We have to get that playground location uh, prepared, ready, and install new playground equipment and of course remove the old ones. So that's
4: 300,000.
2: That is uh, closer to five, yeah. <laughs> if we did everything proposed
4: in stage one. There's a big one.
0: difference between three. Yep. So, This is why I'm asking you the question. So I asked you the question and you said 316, and now it's all of a sudden 500,000. Oh, I'm sorry,
2: 316 was the phase two. That was phase two for this then,
0: And then, so in 2019, which is our centennial year, you want to spend 500,000.
2: 2018 okay so
1: are we spending any money this year no on this that so yeah. the first year the beginning of year two of the phasing correct is the move the dirt do the playgrounds correct and how much is
11: that that was um, that was uh, about 300. Three hundred thousand, and that's without your planting and uh, your your shelters and and the, the amenity aspects and the planting around that uh, area. So the five seventy seven is including the grading, yeah. the bermed de- and burn berm development, the playground, the topsoil and reseeding of what you've exposed, the planting in and around the playground as as, as shown on the plan and also the addition of some site furnishings. But if you were just to look at the grading, which is $35,000. I, w-
0: I want to know what you're going to ask for for budget time, which is October. Yeah,
11: that's
2: the, the three. Are you going to
0: ask for 300000 <coughs> Or are you going to ask for 500000 No,
2: three.
0: So how are you So to- the
2: five hundred included if it was contracted. So that's, that's where I'm mixing up the numbers. So if we contracted out all of the site grading and not have Public Works do it, that's where we see changes in pricing.
12: $200,000 for doing it in savings of doing it in-house? Not just that component of it.
2: What else am I missing here?
0: So come October 2017, you're gonna come up with a budget proposal for the back Yeah. Three hundred and twenty thousand dollars, and so, and then, what are you going to do in twenty eighteen? Because you know why I'm asking you these num- yep. these these for numbers? Yep. Because a plan without a budget is just a wish.
2: A hundred percent, and that's why we knew bringing this forward it's it's big numbers but if we want to do something significant in terms of a site change to this location uh we wanted to give you real numbers um well, you, you so yes we me get... real
0: numbers. you're giving me three hundred thousand you give yeah. me five hundred thousand so we we settle on three hundred thousand yep. yeah and you're assuming that you'll get resources from public works to do two hundred thousand dollars of work above and beyond the three hundred thousand
2: I feel like we're that, something of, of so so uh, two have numbers? you agreed
0: to to that already, Mr. McQuig? Well, I guess you don't have to decide for budget time, but <coughs> we, we've we had, had some discussions about uh, areas that we could contribute to the full question because you got a lot of lots of potholes to fill
5: up there. Yes, mm-hmm. We do. It. But do we get in the nuts and bolts and figure out the details of it? Like I thought, we we're approving this as a concept plan and let administration go back and try to sort out the nuts and bolts. I, I look at it and I go, yeah. there's How, a, there's how, how is three hundred
0: thousand versus five hundred thousand getting into the nuts and bolts? It's well, a big concept
5: question. But I, I I'm like, looking at I mean, there's, there's have, you how you many farmers have Come of
0: Japan. up with a budget. It's just a wish. Like, what are, what are we actually, what's the town gonna be? Because we need to focus in on arena. Yeah. We've got a, a retaining wall. We've got a build for $2.1 million so yep. far. Yep. We, we've got a, uh, a design for the, uh, or a engineering plan for the south end of Peace River that has ballooned from, what, half a million dollars to $6 million, Mr. McLean? Six million dollars over the three years. Yes. So so someone's got to figure out where these monies are coming from. Let's not start talking about oh we're going to build this park for you and then oh we don't have any money. But like I, I don't see how that's getting into the nuts and bolts. Somebody's got to figure it So, So do you think the taxpayer
5: has, has, uh, has deep pockets? Well, no, because that's not where I'm coming from. I look at this, this proposal is a tenth of the cost of the second ice surface, which I think if you went to the public, they're going to say, we want the second ice surface before we want a million dollars into a park. Mm -hmm. Now, so granted, you know, I've been there. I've seen the the equipment, the equipment needs to be replaced. What's what's left there. And so I'm saying, yeah, it's nice. But realistically, what what can we afford? So I would like to see administration go back and say, okay, here's what we can do to bring this cost down. And in a, me, I like to see this be half that much. But again, I'm not sure if that's feasible with with that that concept. That's what I'd like to see. I don't I don't think we want to to get into trying to this figure out no, give give administration some direction to go back and say, well, how can we make this so we think it's reasonable we can afford it? Because I don't think at 1.1 million we can touch that.
2: And I wouldn't suggest, uh, hence why we gave you lots of flexibility in this, but I wanted to show the total cost. Um, the right. Just a, going back to the 500 300 discrepancy, um, if you take <coughs> out the formal bed, so David was removing the formal bed supply install, so five and 6.0, plant materials supply and install, and also the reclamation naturalization seven supply and install, right there, that's $150,000, so plus. So that's that's an add-on at any time. And again, a lot of that can be done in kind, in partnerships, grants. We haven't even provided opportunities around grants. There's lots of Tree Canada grants available for trees, for berry bushes. There, there's lots of opportunities. So that's where the 320 comes to a very realistic budget for that first year. And,
6: and, and uh, Council, what we can do is uh, if Council is, is willing, we can actually bring this back to the very next Council meeting. Sure. And what we could do is we can actually show you how an in house program can decrease the costs and exactly how we, we plan it. That's uh, a little more detailed so that you feel comfortable on that. If, if Council is. Uh, uh, wanting that type of information, so so you feel a little more comfortable because definitely you know like <laughs> the, the issue is, is at no time we thought that 1.1 million was going to be uh, you know flying, and that's why it, there was just yeah. no way. But yeah. we wanted to use those numbers to say this is if we did it in house, it wouldn't cost us 400,000 to do it in house, but that would be the cost if an outside contractor did it
8: but i guess that's kind of what's frustrating me with this conversation is if there was no intent to do that and if we knew that we would never approve 1.1 why didn't we just bring forward a realistic plan like i'm with the mayor on this this is lovely i love this but what's the point in talking about it if we can't
2: make it happen well we could literally delete the cost of the contracting rate just so that it's it's out of the picture altogether well, as long yeah. as it's feasible yeah. to do it that way. Yeah, he's got to be
8: committed it, then.
2: Yeah, Yeah, it, it's feasible. It's just a matter of scheduling and timing, and it may take us a little bit physically longer than if you contracted somebody to do it and you wanted it done within a month, two-month period. It might take you longer to get it done.
0: You still have a commitment to economic downtown development. Yeah. And they only get, $100,000 a year to make it all happen?
6: Plus there's a few other costs that nobody doing it in-house. So
1: so. is the in-house out of the 1.15 etc. Is the in-house total uh,
6: around 400,000?
2: Correct. Okay. Yeah, 460.
6: And there's also about 400-something thousand dollars that are optional things that either council. Said, you know, like it's nice to have when we get money, we might put it in so that in itself, you know, decrease the cost dramatically to make it look more reasonable and feasible. (coughs) So, would you like us to go back?
2: Would you, how would you like us to proceed? Um,
1: just ask, um, okay, so if I go 1.158 minus the 460. So I'm thinking I get 698. And then of the 698, there's still 430, that's optional?
6: Yeah, it's about, um, I think it's uh, is on Is it one of those charts that you guys gave out. Your, your final three um,
2: prior to the project total, the 460, 467, 267, 450, and the 430, 330, equate to the 1.1. So your contracted must-do playground portion is the 267,450. And then we can add back in any of those optional
11: components. And and I will say that 267, which is the contracted price, that includes one shelter as well, at the playground, which is an optional item as well. So so the actual cost of the playground installed is $220,000. Why don't we just go around the table with Elaine and
0: uh, we'll just look at the design. So do you like the design, Elaine? Do you want stuff added or it, you know, um. keeping in mind that adding stuff usually means the cost goes up or do you see stuff that you're okay with the general design, but you want to uh, you want to cut stuff out so that it becomes more uh, realistic, more Feasible, or do you want a whole different
1: design and what do you want to see in that design? Wow. <laughs> um, I rather like the design. Um, I like the pathways. I think that they have lots of potential for use, not only for kids to race their bikes around, but uh, people in wheelchairs to have a place to go, providing they're not on a big of a slant. Um, I think the playground opportunities there, we all know that we want our kids to be outside more. Well, if we give them something to play with, they might get out there. Um, The Toboggan Hill, I had not thought of that, but I see the potential there. (coughs) And people, if they know that there's a new Toboggan Hill in town, they'll drive over there and they'll, they'll get their kids on it. And again, they're outside, not in front of the TV or something. Um, The area that I have a little bit of a question about is, I guess it's a flat area, that's the open recreation area. I guess that's the maximum size it could be if there is to be a Toboggan Hill, is what I'm getting from the conversation.
11: It it could be be tightened up further. What we we tried to do with the Toboggan Hill was to mimic the the rise that you actually have on the East Slope in order to create that toboggan hill okay so you know those, those slopes could be tightened up mm-hmm. a little bit to provide you know more to that space right now that space is about 60 to 50 meters long and about 30 odd meters wide so it's almost like a small uh, a mid-size sort of soccer field size to it okay
1: because so. i think over in that area it would be nice to have an area where kids can go and toss a baseball around or something And do a pickup type game Um, so generally i'm in favor of the plan as presented i think a lot of thought has gone into it i would just like to know more details about um the money part of things and so what's a what comfort level do you have for the budget well if it's over Uh, are we talking over three years are we talking is that what you would like that idea? Oh, you, no. You, well, yeah. You, but you, you put it out there. <coughs> Probably a couple hundred thousand a year in order to get it done. Over how many years? Probably four to five.
8: Ms. Um, teachers. I like the design. Um, I'd like to see a tighter budget on it to know exactly what our cash output is going to be on it. Um I don't know what these these exercise or fitness nodes are, but there appears to be a lot of them. I don't know.
2: Uh outdoor fitness equipment.
0: That's for the
4: adults? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And actually that came up quite a few times. And then even a, a later submission just from a a, a resident passed on to a, a council member. And
8: and the need would be to have that many of them?
2: You can as many in or as many
11: out. Okay. There was there was no magic to the number.
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they just fit. Yeah, one or two depending on the type of equipment. Yeah. Oh, one or
8: two pieces per spot.
2: Yeah. Oh, I getcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
8: No. Otherwise, I really like the plan. I just I don't want to spend a bunch of time on something if we can't afford to build it. And no, it's, great. it's very yeah. disappointing to look at something like that, and get excited about it, and then not be able to afford to build it. And it really, you know, is a showpiece for Saddleback. And I think that the families that live there would appreciate it. So, I don't know. I'd like to see us make it happen. And I, without there being a budget number, though, I don't know how to commit funds, like, 200 a year, but I would hope we could do it over three years because what a pain to have a park project drag on for five years.
2: That, that is a potential downside to have it yeah I wouldn't I, I personally don't want to see a
8: dragon but then again I mean until we know what our actual cash output's going to be I don't know about our ability to do it in less than yep. two or three years
0: okay I like the design I think mean, it's got everything in it um, um, 1. 1.2 1. 1.1 1 over really two years it's not uh, not good. And um, keep in mind that we had 12-foot Davis. How much was the whole 12-foot Davis stage? Well, when the whole thing was presented, Alicia, what was your original estimate? Must be close to a million. Davis yes.
7: With, no, we, we have. Um, that included the stage, though, which I don't think there's any intention of actually proceeding with stage four. I um, think it's over. So I think without stage four, which was the the stage, um, I think it's probably close to three quarters of a million, and the majority of that was the pavilion, yeah, and the The bathrooms. Uh, Yeah, I don't
0: think you did the pavilion.
7: The pavilion was yeah, you did at
0: at 0.75 million.
7: The kicker on that, or the the caveat to that is that we were talking about capital purchase items, we're not talking in that case about the engineering or getting the pavilion into that park space, which I think is the one thing that will yep. drive that at cost. So up. anyhow, my point with that was
0: we, we, you originally presented it all in one goal, to make it manageable and to draw enough funds out of the joint capital fund. We broke it out, it still isn't finished yet, so it broke it out over four years and uh, you told me, Ms. Bell, that you don't have time to do stage, whatever it is, three or four whatever, is, the washroom stage, so. Uh, oh,
2: yes, and if, if we when we were looking at what we could do in our capacity yeah, for managing, need, yeah. And that's yeah. just
0: it, you need to focus and get yeah. it done, but uh, $1.1 million, um, even 0.75. Years, over two years, that's tough of, yep. given that there is no plan to uh, access the joint capital fund for this.
2: That's correct. No, and I we would not look at this as um, in this particular project. I don't believe it would really fit the vision of that fund for this type. This project probably wouldn't fit for
0: why, why would for you, would you say that
2: because um, it's on the
0: other side
10: of the river
2: it partly that and partly it's it's more of a neighborhood though yes it would become a destination park if i lived on the other side of the river um so you need yeah. to get county
0: of northern lights and then be a piece to buy it
2: well that's possible also
10: it can be explored
12: okay. Mr. Ford. yeah I, I definitely like the project um one of the current concerns that i did have was that playground equipment that was up there that needed Safety aspect to it. It's getting pretty old and worn out. Um, the other question I had was on the design itself, on the on the east side, on the, just specifically on the trail. How close is that trail coming to the neighbor's back fence? Um, is
11: it, it's probably six feet around there, six to eight feet, right that's it's drawn
12: right now. I, yeah, I'm just wondering, is that too close to the neighbor's property there? Because uh, the, there's no vegetation or anything between the neighbor's fence and there, is so that going be raised and you're going to be walking and looking in the backyard. No,
11: no, we wouldn't be able to break. That trail can be shifted if there's a concern about that, um, mainly because there's actually a main cache basin uh, down in that location. So we, di- we didn't add any additional vegetation because there is actually a drainage channel that runs along the property from north to south and from, uh, uh, from south to north. In a portion of that area, um, there is an, an access for tax Basin that's already existing there. So so that trail could be, if, if you feel that that trail is a little too close to the property line, it can be shifted there's enough area there to, to do so. In my last minute, I'm going to just leave the mic off here, I think it was
12: enough to work for you. Um, the, other, the other question I have, and I'm going to go back to His uh, Worship, that mentioned comparing the park with, with 12 foot. Mm-hmm. So one of the concerns going out of the RCMP committee I sit on is sight lines and how do you patrol it and how do you get emergency services in there? Mm -hmm. So for instance, if you have activities or park play going on in the middle of the day, when you look at 12 foot, you can't see from, from up above. So how are the sight lines? How would the sight lines be for this? current project and how do you get emergency services
2: Well, they're much better with this design right now the playground is in a far corner and then down below behind hills so right now you you can't see very much what that's going on and where the all the playground equipment is moving it all towards the front parking area up on a slight um, um, hill and you'll have much better sight lines from the 82nd street. That'll be all open. There'll be some foliage, some trees would be the intent for shade, but you'll be able to see all the activities. You wouldn't see what's going on at the um, closer to the 83rd side as there are houses all (coughs) along there. And that's just the nature of the location that we're not going to be able to solve. All your emergency vehicles can come in through the main um, parking area they could come across any of the trails. So those would be painful, but. They, so, you,
11: <laughs> if need be, you can could. get a vehicle up there. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. All, all the trails that we've put in here are two and a half meters wide, yeah. so uh, it uh, provides service access. Oh,
2: they vehicles can get in. Yeah.
11: Yes. Members will be using their bikes
12: more. There you go. Oh, I like the design, thank you.
2: Yeah.
12: And cost? Uh, I want to see, I want to see the, uh, the hard dollar cost. I wouldn't prepared to put an estimate on it. $200,000 But I want to see the hard dollar cost. for doing it in house.
5: 200000 As I said, I, am not in favor of this design. I, that, this was the only open sports type field on, on, well, on that side of the river, other than what's down the lower piece, and at least you measure off—it's only 100 meters wide. So to me, I think this neighborhood up there needs a place where kids could get together, and if they wanted to play soccer or do that kind of kick around, they would have a spot. And and we just don't have that. We're going to lose another one of the ball diamonds when they do the bridge, right? The no. baseball diamonds. No, no, no. Anymore.
2: No, we've been told by Alberta Transportation oh, okay. they, they might remove our fence for a period of time, but would be able to put it back. Okay,
5: so yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Anyway, so that's on that. I I um I feel like it's very duck on like there's lots of pavement in there. I, I know wheelchair access, but I, I don't know if it's part of the overall community plan. Do we like we have lots and lots of paved dikes, you know, for people to use wheelchair access and biking, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. You know, I'm saying just because of the cost, do we do every park to that standard? I would like to think, you know, for some of the parks, you know, they're just walking trails that are gravel or yep. you know, shale or whatever else rather than Go into that higher design.
2: And that is always an option, though we have designed it to a paved standard. Uh, pack shale or um, there's pack crush that brings it just to the asphalt, uh, pre asphalt stage. Yeah. Yeah. You could easily do that also.
0: And you'll be opening yourself up to criticism from
2: the, uh, from the disabled access people
0: if they can't access this park, but only other certain other parks.
5: We just make other parks that's where they want to go instead of coming to this one i to me that's kind of the nature of the beast right um i like the playground consolidation like i think it was funny the way it was previously designed that they're separate i definitely like the idea of having more trees and bush i think that would be uh, an uh, asset to it again i don't see the way this park was that there were a lot of that area to me it was just a maintenance issue because you got to mow all these areas that people really couldn't use they were slopes so of that kind of stuff. So, you know, I'd have no through And I'd like the you know, the suggestion we use partnerships and try to get, you know, community groups involved with planting trees and that kind of stuff. I think that's something I think we need to encourage more. But uh, cost wise, I already said that you know, at one point one two that's way too much. I'd like this, you know, reasonably if we can get put something together for half a million then then maybe we could look at it. But that's to me that that's still a lot of money going into an existing park which I would have thought, I mean obviously some would have thought reports prompt. And I'd still like to go back and look at the the, the survey to see if people said I've never taken It's all
2: attached. That, so every response to every question is in the design brief in the appendices at the back. Yes, I
5: can I gave up looking at those these that package okay. because the it kept locking up on me and i said that guy And i thought i thought i would get the whole package shirt i can so. give
2: you a paper version anyway,
5: you so, anyway that, that's what i want to go back because i remember thinking that somehow the questionnaires were a bit leading but again i and i'm really biased you know polls tend to jd that way so i'd like to see it again but anyway overall i you know i like a lot of the stuff in it well i mean, <laughs> well, i,
4: yeah. I so this is a neighborhood park. So I had a comment earlier about parking. So I presume that the idea of this is to serve the neighborhood, not really attract people from wherever. So okay. the parking stuff can be uh, whatever. Uh, so the four corner access, I kind of like that. I'll come back to the debugging, you know, Hill, and I guess um, if the data says that there's demand, that's what the data says. Uh, I guess where I was at was uh, Tim Hortons Field is going to be gone shortly, and the new multiplex. And I somehow had it in my brain that perhaps this is an opportunity to put some flat ground out there where somebody could perhaps have a pickup soccer game. And I guess looking at this design, maybe maybe there is a big enough area in there to to do that. I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, back to the. Capital discussion. The last time we talked about 12 foot Davis, I think we voted on $198,000 of a joint capital fund, and council said that that was on. And I think administration said, "Well, good for you, but we got so much work this year, we can't even do it." So, I'm not. Sure. I see one head nodding. So, if that's the case, then the 12 foot Davis project is going to go to. 2018, which will keep them busy. So then that puts this into 2019. Uh, and again, I'm just in my mind. So that, that's where I see happening. So I'm back to, um, I'll come back with a plan. I guess it's gotta be tied to a capital plan. It's gonna be tied to budgets. Um, there's other expenditures and like 500,000 is Whoa, that's at the top of my, my, if it's over three years, fine, but uh, that's a, that's a big number. So again, I guess if administration is going to come back, I guess the first question is, I I don't think that this is on for 2018. I I don't, I can't see it. If, If we can't do 12 foot Davis, then that's this year. So 2018 becomes 12 foot Davis. And then something out of here in 2019 is is that is, is my logic wrong or is that
2: we we'll are, have
4: to do go away go, go and labor. think about that okay we really <clears throat> and then my sure okay well yeah. fair enough it, and then the the again calendar administration had some action before us in terms of approving this plant I and my question is on the briefing note and on the chart that was presented it says online public information package on in june 2017 so is this online right now uh, for more consultation
2: no 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 it would go back to the public saying once council is comfortable with uh however we want to proceed whether this is the final design if we need to So do could we being. accept
4: this for a of better terms as information tonight you and can. then do you put it online
2: correct we are not going to ask for then more then public we were feedback we're just literally presenting it back to the public if this is what we heard you say um and this is the design in relation to that feedback
4: so well again I, 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 I maybe a png item more detailed plan again this in the context of the arena in the context of 12 foot davis and then some smaller numbers
0: you know what would have been a great survey question is this park costs you one point one million dollars. Would you uh, agree to a local improvement levy given that it's a neighborhood park of x hundreds of dollars a year for the next? That's
2: not a bad idea for future consultation that would, meetings. That would address.
0: Mr. is concerned about your bias, your 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 leading questions.
7: Leading questions. I didn't think they were that leading That'd be pretty we blunt, that <laughs>
5: I do note that in the survey, the most popular use of the playground after the play the playground is use of the green space, which I I believe this is taking it away. So the the second most popular use is being removed because what's left there is not not won't be at green space in terms of the soccer field or whatever.
7: That in terms of the choices that we provided, yes, that's true. But if you look if you look at the other and the comments that, someone, that folks have made, the most popular comment is sledding. And then followed by walking in the park. I quickly actually added those up as I was sitting here listening to everybody and counted in the comments. So what so, you're, so on, you're, you're referring to question two of the survey? Yeah. So the table. So you're correct in that this the second most popular use that we actually listed in the right. park was um, playing on the green space. But if you look at the people when we, for so the things that we didn't capture in our list, the All most the, popular the, the, thing. Their responses. Yes, yes. their yeah. comments. Yeah. Sledding so came up almost in half of the comments. And then walking, again, was also something that came up a lot. Yeah.
12: So. I think one, one of the, uh, <coughs> Comments that I heard well at time last presentation, and I think mm-hmm. this is where I was getting confused was the the term or the difference between green space mm-hmm. and sports field. Because the sports field is like a full size soccer pitch or a full size football field with lines and goal posts. Yeah. Was my understanding of a sports field correct? And a green space could be a smaller version of that without the amenities of the football posts sticking in. You can Get out there and play a pickup game of soccer or <coughs> whatever, but it's not a legal size.
5: But game. what's left there, you wouldn't need to be able to play soccer if it's too small. So small. Yeah, you, yeah, you so but
0: Ms. it's Ms. Bell, what is your takeaway gonna be here?
2: I have written down all of your feedback. Item by item. Uh we will come back with uh, it, it the budget is the item, and I knew it would be. I, I honestly saw that we've had much discussion about ah, the sticker shock related to this. And again, hence why we broke out the contracted rates, that kind of thing. So we'll go back, tweak that document for you, put it into, um, I'm thinking phasing over three specific years. If that's the other item that I heard uh, is very realistic in coming back with a, a budget in regards to that. Is
0: that and, fair? Uh, and if you come back, bring this to a Governance and Priorities Committee meeting before you... Spend sure, we can s- do that also. Spend this
1: all this time on a regular council meeting.
2: Sure, absolutely.
1: Ms. Um, Mayor, um, one comment. I understand that the uh, Grimshaw playground at the new school is costing $350,000. Um, so just in context, um, they're getting equipment of whatever sort, but That's about a third of the cost of this, which I'm thinking makes this look a lot better than what they're getting. Um, The other thing is, with respect to the play fields and the sports fields and all that business, I thought that our um, recreation um, survey, the one that led to the RecPlex and so on, uh, indicated that there was a feeling out there that um, uh, team sports were a little on their way out and more individual pickup kind of sports were on their way in. And so I would just like to know the size of that open field. Can sure. five kids kick a soccer ball around, sort of thing? Yeah, is, but we
2: definitely, and I heard that clearly also, that as part of the council's feedback, we'll come back with maybe um, some comparable locations of this current size that we're offering in the design and what some different sizing would look like potentially um another thing to know we did talk to our sports field users all of them football and the soccer and the various levels within football because it's there are many they had no interest in this site for a formal sports field hence why we didn't go down a sports field um, pathway and we're able to replace the sports field that we're losing at the arena by flipping that space over by the pool, so what we're what we are taking away for a period of time will be given back. Um, so we'll have five sports official sports fields within the community that are available. And right now they're using one, two, three with soccer and football, and it's working out pretty good. Let's, so let's
0: move on here. Ocean,
2: Thank you. you.
0: Thank you. The next item is Council Attendance of Canada Day events. This should be straightforward. Uh Just yeah. looking for a neighboring motion.
1: Who's, who's out for this? I'll move that the uh, Council is enable the Mayor or alternate to attend the Canada Day celebrations on Saturday, July 1st, 2017, and bring two welcoming speeches on behalf of the Town of East River. This is at the Museum and Riverfront Park. Ms. Hume, did
10: you
1: hear that? I
0: did. Okay. All in favor? Okay, um, request for the decision, donation in Newland of museum admission for July 2017.
10: Go ahead, Ms. Bell. Uh,
2: your worshiping council, this is a similar request brought forward last year at approximately the same time. Specifically in regards that last year was the witness blanket. However, administration would like to do a similar process, uh, donation in lieu of admission fee for the museum for the month of July, in part as a, a celebration of Canada's 150. The other secondary aspect to it is we are looking at a um, certain almost research, so we compare some statistics and information between the two years if possible, if Council so chooses, to see if a donation in kind process would be the way to go for admissions. A lot of museums are using this, and it seems to work well for them. But we require more information to be able to make a a better recommendation for the future. So that is part of the um, proposal. It would be for the month of July only as part of uh, the celebration for uh, tied into the July 1st.
0: Do you do you want us to make a motion? On this? Oh, I have a
12: question first.
0: Why you, oh, you make a motion and then
5: ask for Okay, I'll make the motion that we, uh, the council, waive waive, waive the uh, fee and have a ask for a donation at the museum for the month of July and recognition of Canada one hundred fifty. Okay. My question is: Does it cost? to collect the fee? Like, do they have to have someone at the counter to collect it?
2: Yes, but we would have someone needs to be there regardless. They're in the facility and they just come to the front when we know somebody has entered the building. So there's no... Like, I've heard
5: some, I can't remember what municipality, they were looking at or had waived the pool, the swimming pool fees because they found it was costing them more to collect the Money by having someone sitting at the counter as opposed to just letting people come and swim.
2: I, I can assure you that is not our case. <laughs> not our case <laughs> no, no,
0: yeah. I'm sure that person only gets minimum. Okay, all in favor of Rod Burr's, uh, Councilor motion. Awesome. Thank you. Um, the there's another request for museum 50th anniversary gala. So I mean, okay. So well, we, we agree
10: with that.
2: Yes, we just have a, the staff of the museum have forwarded um, a formal invite to council to attend their gala on July fourteenth, 2017. The museum is 50 years old this year um, and is having a small celebration at the Saw Ridge um, and invites council to attend. There is uh, an invite and also the promotional um, items attached. They are inviting past board members, um, past council members who are part of the board, MLAs and so forth, regional partners and such. Is
0: mm-hmm. <coughs> this gonna generate revenue? Maybe?
2: It will cover our costs.
0: Wow, yeah. okay. It's a celebration. Okay, a motion?
1: Somebody wanna um, do something? i make one that um, the Town of Peace River Council be enabled to attend the Museum Gala on July 14th in recognition of the Museum's 50th anniversary. So, nobody wants a table of eight? Who would actually go?
0: I I haven't
4: figured out what we're doing in July. already
0: made in July I'll have to check my calendar <laughs> okay well so we won't get a table We will pay their own ticket okay okay so we had a motion right or we didn't vote on that did we enable counselors to attend if they want that was it, <laughs> it? Okay, all of it next one was uh, a request for decision mayor's attendance at the Minky Provincial Assembly and that's at the beginning of August. I think I'll be able to make it if I can. I'll uh, hand the gavel over to Deputy Mayor mm-hmm. and if she can't she'll, she'll find somebody else to put the monkey, to put the back. monkey on their back.
5: So, um, This'll be a big deal. They're expecting five or six hundred people to come. So this will be a very big event for the yeah. town. So okay. any, any economic, uh,
0: boost for the community.
5: Okay. I'll make the motion that the mayor being able to attend and print this wishes on half of the town. All in favor.
1: So the question though they also asked about having the Metis nation flag flying in the roundabout. Do we have
3: can we do that?
0: Yeah, we, we okay, just do it through down. the flag policy.
3: Okay, because it's in the roundabout. Yeah, yeah we did so it. In the roundabout too.
0: Okay. They were the first ones to exercise the flag policy. And uh, the Pride Society exercised the, the, the policy on Saturday.
1: I didn't enter the town by that way, <laughs> so I didn't see
0: it. It was flying uh, pretty well on Saturday afternoon. Saturday morning. Okay, uh, number seven, uh, request for decision. There's attendance at Peace Fest. So this is a letter from uh, Mr. McCann, right? Mr. Schmidt. okay. And so what, what exactly are they asking for, Mr. Ford?
12: Just attendance. So they um, since this letter was written, your written, your worship, there the request has uh, changed a little bit. So we'd like to uh, ask His Worship or a designate to attend the uh, Riverfront Park Family Daytime Festivities, which started at 11 p.m. on July the 8th. There's also a pancake breakfast, which I believe starts at 9 a.m. at uh, Peace Country Co-op, as well as our concert series, which starts uh, both. Um, July 7th and July 8th at uh, 6 p.m., and we would uh, like to see the mayor and or designate for greetings from the town of peace River. Uh, Mr. McCann wanted all counselors to be
1: there at
0: the breakfast. The, uh, he's,
1: he's apparently sending a, a letter that will hit our next council meeting, perhaps. Is he- the next council meeting next week? It was, uh, he was asking, as I understand it, if council would volunteer to uh, flip pancakes that morning.
0: And so this, thing where they there asking me to Nine make a little speech. What,
12: uh, it's my what time of the day is that? Um, that would be 11 a.m. on the Saturday. <laughs> I would also like to extend that invite to uh, the concert both Friday and Saturday night starting at 6 p.m.
0: I'm sure the council is going so on there. but a speech from the mayor. mayor <laughs> okay. Bring some trucks. Okay. We'll leave it up, up
12: to council.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, so what, what's the motion going to be then? Are you going to make a motion to support that?
12: Uh, probably. Uh, Motion on the floor your worship to uh, enable the mayor or designate to attend the peace fest functions as described uh, to bring greetings from the town Peace River.
6: Yes, uh, Your Worship. Uh, basically, uh, when we did our original schedule, we um, we put it so that in the summer months, we just had two council meetings and no uh, uh, governance and priority meetings. And at the last meeting, um, <clears throat> it was suggested that maybe we should add one uh, governance and priority meeting over the summer. And so we were looking at the dates, and the date we were looking at was the 4th of July or the uh, 10th, was it? Uh, the 10th of July. Um, and this, uh, there are a few items that need to be uh, uh, discussed and uh, so it'd be up to council uh, decide to the 4th or 10th um, and we need a motion to add this one.
1: So Mr. Mayor, I would be in favor of having a governance and um, priorities meeting. Uh, we delayed a discussion on um, Ski Hill until all council could be present uh, <coughs> at the last oh. governance and priorities meeting, and that would be one reason for having such a meeting. Um, what, what date do you
10: want to do?
3: Can a man
1: nod their head or something and say, it is right after the long weekend good, or is it better to do the 10th?
6: After a discussion with the men earlier, the fourth or the tenth is fine for us so
10: whatever council is is, uh, either or (laughs) council you you have to
1: make a decision I'll make a a motion that we uh, have it on the uh, 10th by sign language for Mr. Needham Um, (laughs) if that works for everybody
0: has a motion to have a governance and priorities committee on July the 10th at uh, Seventeen hundred dollars. Okay. Under um, the next one was a request for dis- decision regarding scheduling of de- departmental reports. What was that one? Uh, well,
1: we had a discussion. Maybe I should let. as the governance and priorities meeting uh, we had a look at some reports Um, this was the beginning of June the reports ended at the end of April and um, the general consensus at that meeting was uh, that's a little late to be discussing the April things Um, and maybe Mr. Burr you could add on to the flavor of the discussion
5: I I think that captured it just, just almost a historical report for that time, I'd rather see it come closer so the reports are either handled at uh, a regular council meeting and a quick overview as opposed to having, you know, deferring it another month till we have a, a, a GMP and p meeting.
0: I'd rather see it at a governance and priorities coming <laughs>
2: Well, and in the recommendation that we're offering is a bit of a compromise. So the idea would be that we would bring uh, monthly reports that would provide full activity information up to as close to the GNP meeting date as possible. But statistical information would be a leg of a good month behind if council is okay with that kind of format. So a lot of the written documentation you'll see in your, your, our current reports right now would be very current, it would be from the previous month. But stats, because we need to wait to the final day of the month, and then usually departments need a good week to tabulate that information, would be a month behind. So for example, at the July GMP, we'd give you a lot of activity information up to close to the end of the month of June, but stats would be from the month of May.
5: Could we switch our P&G to the second Monday from the first and then it would? Just <laughs> a different way of looking at it. Then, then you would have time to pull that information together.
2: But then you'd have to move your second, your first meeting of the month would turn into regular meeting. Yeah. And we'd just, have to change the procedural bylaw. Correct? No.
5: We could do that though. That's it's You,
2: uh, you, by you by could. Yeah. Okay. It would be an option for you.
5: I just would like to see the information when we're getting reports that it's fairly current. The example was, well, the, there was a report about the fire that happened across that my daughter was talking about, and it was two months after it happened before I actually saw it in the report, and I going, well, by then I'd forgotten about it.
2: I didn't know about it, so for me it was new.
5: I would rather have a little
1: space between the two council meetings, because if we did it that way, then the fourth monday and the first monday could be like next week this week correct oh still be seven days
0: apart that's true how's that different from any other week?
1: well i think we have three weeks week in is here, seven
0: days
10: in
1: <laughs> don't we have two weeks between <laughs> council meetings right now other than gmp and the
0: yes yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the point that? So you're going to snow us with verbal <coughs> stuff and then, then let those hard numbers be stale by the time?
2: They, they would be a month behind. That is correct. Yeah, like we s- are right now. Yeah, yeah so that's I well,
0: like Burr's idea of sending it to the second week. So you made a motion already, or did you? No. no. Well, somebody can make a motion, and we'll
5: vote on it. I guess. Why don't you put your, put your idea in a motion, i like to hear from a CEO he, He's got a, looks like he's got a thought process. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> yeah. And it, to me, it has to make sense for administration. I mean.
2: Should we go back and discuss and bring back again?
0: Yeah, he can bring it to our Governance and Priorities committee. Like good it? idea. <laughs> okay, a motion to, to uh, table to or uh, <laughs> uh, a motion for a commission. All oh, in favor. Thanks. You should have eliminated half this agenda. Okay, HFRCD number 37, partnership, uh, partnership invitation so holy family catholic school division um they actually sent us an invitation to attend their uh, this is their new building no i thought it no it's not going
8: to be their new building. no it has the to has do program. with the renovation it's I mean. a program
1: Is this a program? I thought it was... They're partnering with Northern Lakes College and (coughs) announcing that they've got a new program for their students because of the renovation and want to celebrate that, I think. Well, I will be, that's this Wednesday and I'm not going to be able to make that, so there's somebody that would uh, like to
0: take this
4: do I have to provide proof of faith before they let me in the building or will they better protest in it?
0: well it sounds like uh, if you come back with a perm <laughs> <laughs> and your face done I'll provide a
5: report after the, uh, the meeting okay so are you making a
0: motion
5: I'll, I'll make motion okay. that enable uh Councilor Needham to attend the uh, celebration at January
0: and do they want us they want Mr. Neal to make a little speech or what? I'll, I'll cover it off. Okay. Who's going <laughs> to pay for the manny
10: Petty? Who's going to pay for the manny Petty? there are students,
1: it might be interesting.
7: Yeah, put it on the expense account. Can we enable that? Okay, all
4: in favor? I hope Greg Tone is in the audience cheering. I hope what is it to go.
0: Okay, uh, that takes us to reports. There's six check registries, May 23rd, 24th, 29th, June 5th, 6th, and another one on, on the 6th. Anyone have questions on those?
8: I have a question on the Aaron Cook Environmental Services. Sorry, which one? Aaron Cook Environmental. That's the grass. Cutter. That's the new grass cutter. Oh, okay. Okay. Other than, other than that, I'm good. So I'll make a motion to accept for information.
0: Anybody have any other questions? All in favor, of your the motion. Yes. So there's uh, seven uh, information items. Uh, one is, first one was minutes of the meeting of the Northern Alberta mayors and meetings caucus and was on March the 20th. Did you attend this one, Deputy Mayor Manser? So yes,
10: I did. Do
1: you want to highlight or underscore anything there in, that, in those minutes? Well, I got to ask, and it isn't in the minutes, but I got to ask about the um, clinic. And Miss Dr. Yu assured us that we have good news, but I don't think good news is happening. Um, Other than that, no, we got to tour Rogers Place, so I advise people to book a ticket and go if they can. Okay. Uh,
0: Peace Library System 2016 Annual Reports. Is that your committee produces that? (coughs) I think you're on
1: the Peace Library. Or, or is that you mr General? it's myself mr mayor um no, i just advise people to read page um well actually read any and all of it read the first um letter from uh, ms bliska who is the chair and um, they're looking forward to some renovations due to some extra monies that the provincial government has provided library systems for rent for uh, buildings I'd say you'd like to put it towards
0: uh, hockey rink and dining rooms.
1: Dicey.
0: And there's a letter dated May 17th from Municipal Affairs regarding MSI, GFT, and SCF funding allocations. Uh, Mr. Parker, do you want? Is there anything worth doing there? It's just
6: basically uh, the annual letter we get from them saying here's your money.
0: And how much was it?
6: It's total of. uh, with that MSI, it's uh, 1.6, uh, almost 1.7. And then gas tax, it is uh, another 363. And then the small committees fund that uh, $6 million project that we had was um, this year, what we're we'll getting, uh, 993,000 of it. And this is what we were expecting? Like this is what we actually- Basically. <coughs> basically it, it, it is uh, i i just wanted to confirm if so it was the newest numbers uh, uh <laughs> our new um numbers for um this next year that's coming up uh with our new uh um uh, capital or population numbers 20, 20 more hours yeah it. yeah so we i just wanted to confirm that that was that and so it looked like it was now uh so there was a letter may 19th from the town of prairie uh
0: uh supporting the Air Ambulance uh, Service for future the And there's a letter for myself to uh, Alberta Health Services. Let um, that speak for itself. A letter um, dated March, May the 30th. Um,
6: it should be Roman. Should that be <coughs> Lauren Rando or should Correct, that I was to Lauren Rando for
0: yeah uh, this is the fourth request uh, we put in for a uh, a request for the scoring summary on the air ambulance RFP and uh, they came back and said that'll cost you fifteen
6: thousand dollars yeah but I was surprised it was not higher they they're usually I thought they were really going to be high but yeah this is it's kind of ridiculous one there's
0: a couple of pages that uh, speak to a waiver. Okay. There's a couple of pages that speak to a waiver.
6: Yeah, so what, what, what it is is that they said you, you could do this, uh, uh, you can continue, if you do, you have to pay the full um, uh, 7000 up front. Uh, if you want, you can uh, put in a, a waiver or waiving of the fees. Uh, you'd have to explain why you, would, you feel that you should have the fees waived or you can uh, decrease uh, what you were asked for we were basically asking for the score sheets and the documentation to say why the score sheets were there Um, they came out with uh, a ridiculous amount of sixteen thousand pages or something to that effect saying it would take them 500 hours to actually review all the information and uh, using that basis that's approximately two minutes a page uh accepted FOIP uh, uh, progress is actually 30 seconds a page so technically it should even be a, a about a quarter of that price. Um, It's just, as far as I'm concerned, it's just a game to try and say, here you go. We're not gonna give you this information unless you pay us lots of money. So, uh, we have put in a uh, fee waiver request, and we're also uh, decreasing it, so we're only asking for the score sheets for Peace River and um, Grand Prairie because that's that grouping in that area. And... uh, uh the seventh item was a
0: letter from Deputy Air Manager to uh, Alberta Health Services um, uh, commenting on their uh, so-called con- public consultation pros- uh, process uh, <coughs> approximately a year ago and uh, how thin and insipid it was. So uh, a motion to uh, Unless anybody has any other questions you want to ask on
5: that. Uh, After looking at your letter to the elder health services, I don't think you're going to be on on her Christmas card list this year. I was more worried about the deputy mayor's letter.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the question is will the deputy mayor be
0: on Dr. Green's Christmas list? (coughs) Um, So perhaps a motion to accept items 10.1 through 10.7. Uh, Mr. Neen, all in favor. Are there any notices, notices of motion, Mr. Parker? There are none, Your Worship. Um, I only see the press here, so uh, I'm assuming there won't be any po- comments from the public. Uh, we will now give the press an opportunity to highlight, to give us what they think are highlights of the meeting. We're, were uh, uh, we'll we'll let Mr. Taylor go first. Uh, and just to uh, just so Ms Ms. Barker will understand how to do this. <laughs> okay.
5: All right, so talk to uh Colin about the uh bylaw for uh women's, or should
0: I say emergency shelter there? And uh, yeah, talk to so you wanna to talk to him
6: or did you talk to him? I have talked to him. Okay. Wait a minute. Thank you. Sure. Um, okay, and also, I spoke to the DMI guys already
0: about the DMI uh, general development plan. Did you ask me about social investment dollars? No. No? Okay. Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the donation in lieu of museum admission. And- okay. Well, From uh, July. Yeah. Another birthday present comes the town to the citizens of these Peace Okay. And, actually, I
6: think that was were really the most important parts on there so far, other than the light the discussion on the Saddleback. But a uh, that issue, not down there. But. No, it sounds like we'll come
0: back in about uh, <coughs> four weeks' time or something like that. Um, Ms. Barker, so, is there anything... Uh, want to reserve some time with one or more counselors to, to uh, touch on any of the items presented to uh, I would like to uh, learn a bit more about the Saddleback uh, Playground initiative design once there's time. Yeah, I think the best person would probably be Ms. Dow. Yeah. Or Ms. Boy. Oh. Uh, anything else? Another neighborhood meeting. Yes, there's the a last na- one. neighborhood community meeting at uh, the Basque Hall, seven to nine. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna are, are you gonna advertise that uh, on your radio show, Mr. Tilley? I'll never look at my web story. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah it has all the <laughs>
5: times on there for every last one. So,
0: you gotta drum up those people Get them, get them out there. How has turnout been lately? No, not too bad. Okay. We got uh, lots of feedback from the mm-hmm. uh, from the utility surveys. Some pretty uh, diligent responses. Thorough. Thorough, I guess. And we uh, our our best turnout was the south not end. last week, but two weeks ago.
7: Yeah, for the south end.
0: On the, uh, the South End folks came out in droves, uh, probably anticipating the neighborhood renewal uh, project for 2018.
1: I'm not sure they were when they came in the door, but many of them <laughs> were aware when they left. <laughs> did, did Jim either got either, a hug. <door>?
4: Yeah, Parker was taking pictures. I, I, I a you. notice you. I, yeah. If I was going to suggest that I know where they
7: were. Oh, they were. At least Katie was there. Katie was there.
5: Yeah. I was elsewhere. I can send you some stuff. Excellent.
0: Um, yeah, so um, Mr. Needham actually delivered the. Uh, the welcoming address for the state park, so he'd probably be the guy to talk to if you got, got any questions. Um, <coughs> anything else we should highlight? This, this is you? Uh, no. That's
8: everything I've got. Okay.
0: And so we'll take a five, ten, ten minute break and then we'll go in camera for the last two items. Thank <laughs>